0: Yes, hello, I am James Rodens and today it's the WNR 368, it's NXT update, but I am not alone, I have a pleasure to be joined by Monty, how you doing man, you alright? I'm doing great James, it's great to be back here on the
1: WNR. Uh man, my home, away from home, away from, I don't know, but it's, you know, I love it, I'm back and I'm just ready to do this man, talk about some NXT
0: again. Well, without a doubt, we didn't think it was going to happen because, obviously, <laughs> I, I, uh, it's my fault I had lost my voice. So I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever heard of the Euros, first and foremost? Okay. Oh, I've heard of, like, the currency. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, no. what, that's what <laughs> my mind went. The <laughs> <Because>, uh, <laughs> the, the, there's a football – so we've got the World Cup, which is obviously every, okay. every team in the world. Well, we do, like, the Euros, which is just European teams. And um, true.
1: Okay, okay. Make uh,
0: Okay. And England haven't been in the final for 55 years of any, wow. and they they got to the fucking final. Um, unfortunately, on the way there, I had lost my shit every match. Uh, <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> <laughs> like if I was going to put it in the wrestling terms, like a road warrior pop, you know, right, every, right. every time, every time. Um, I did it. yeah, and uh, basically. Uh, and much like most English stories go, it ended with failure because the Italians <laughs> ended up beating us. But they did it in an English way because England scored after two minutes, which caused a bundle celebration from where I was standing. Right. Um, and for an hour, we're in the lead for an hour, looking oh, like no. stars, only for Italy to score and then beat us on penalties, which <laughs> is the worst yeah. way I anything it. can ever happen. Um, so... I have been questioning a lot of things. (laughs) I understand completely. I would, you know, that is a
1: good reason to lose your voice because I understand that, you know, even though I'm from the States, around the world, uh, I understand that this, that football is a big deal and I can get that. After you explain everything, you know, now I hate to sound like this guy. I know all, all, anyone who loves me and you're from Britain, I apologize. I am... An uh, ignorant American, <laughs> but my the I can relate or understand what you're talking from uh, uh, talking about because that is how I am. Not only when the World Cup happens, but also just in playing FIFA, I'm like this. So <laughs> I understand. Like I can, I'm screaming when I score a goal in FIFA. So you know, I can understand it. You know, times 10, and you lose your voice. I remember WrestleMania weekend a few years back. I think it was in New Orleans. It wasn't 30, but it was It was the year Shinsuke and AJ went at it. I Thanks was at boy. WrestleMania. Yeah, 34. So, yeah, uh, the year Shinsuke and AJ. And I just – I completely lost my voice. It was my first time seeing Undertaker in a long time live. So, it was just – it was a great night for me. I know that feeling. The next day sucks.
0: <laughs> well, the, the problem with it next was – Next few days it, sucks. Yeah. The problem was it's like they had a game on Saturday, so I'd lose my voice. And then right. up until the Wednesday, get my voice back, only to then lose it again. To lose it again. It <laughs> so I went like a two-week period with just no voice. Exactly. Because every I time I was getting it back, it would go. So if it's still a little bit off today, again, I, I do apologise. At one point over the weekend, it was just monotone. So it would have been, uh, hello, how are you doing? Are oh, you all right? Like I couldn't do anything else with it. So hopefully today, a little bit more bounce. But that's the reason, like I said, we've got five episodes of NXT to catch up with. So that's get on with it of course we've got fallout from in your house which june 15th we open with video package showing highlights from in your house on the sunday can you remember that Monty? how long ago does in your house take a- oh I was
1: just thinking back i am like man what is the i was like you should in your house i thought the bash I, i'm <laughs> just like i had the yeah you're right it feels like forever ago like oh my god
0: well, it all ended with a despondent William Regal saying it's time for a change. We're about to find yes. out what that change is. We see Mr. Regal arrive. The fans really chant his name and baron as he makes a long walk to the ring. Now, what we're going to do, we're going to play off each other a little bit here, as we have done. And I, of course, will take the English William Regal. Uh, and everybody can guess who monty will be but regal says thank you um but please just allow me to get a few words off my chest i've been with nxt from the big, very beginning day one in one way or another i started down there at the announce desk hello beth and i got to call the very first takeover. i've had a lot to say i've sat for the first few years and watched nxt become this wonderful beautiful thing that became the incredible competitors that came through here and the shows we started to do around the us and then to england and japan and australia then my hometown of Blackpool in 2015, my nieces there sitting and watching the show with me. A lot of things you don't know about, it. even spare moment. wasn't spent. my family was spent things about NXT, making this the place that we wanted to be. I've given you everything I can give you now because of you and the competitors and the staff who sat in front of the room giving us your precious time. I don't think I'm capable of giving you what you deserve anymore. And so I think it's time for me to... But carrying cross interrupted. He demanded the British brawler step down and give him power over NXT. Good night, Mr. Regal. TikTok. Samoa Joe's music hit. Joe marched down the ring in a sharp blue suit and he too has a microphone. Mr. Regal, I believe you wanted to speak with me. I did, Joe, but not in these circumstances. I wanted to talk later. But you're here because of my love for NXT. I think everybody deserves a general manager who can hold a position with integrity and respect it deserves. So I would like you to be the new general manager of NXT.
1: Regal, 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 please, please, please. I can say without a shadow of a doubt, my answer is absolutely not. I know you're weary. I know it's worn on you. But in seven years of NXT, you scoured the world and brought the best here, myself included. You took this company and plucked it from obscurity and made it an international phenomenon. You cast a long shadow and have large shoes to fill. So I cannot accept, but I'll make you this offer. See, I've always understood that I made your life hell while I was, but I always afforded you respect. With that being said, I'll be more than happy to ensure that you receive the respect you deserve
0: from everybody. He gets right across his face as he says that, fucker. And then Regal says, that's an interesting (laughs) idea. But that is something I'm willing to do, Joe. There are a few conditions. One, you cannot be a competitor. And two, you cannot lay a hand on anyone unless provoked.
1: Mr. Regal, I accept your offer, which only leaves one more question to be answered. What are you still doing in this ring?
0: Well, he gets across his face again. Tick tock. Young champion. Yeah, and the crowd chants, Joe's man. gonna kill ya." And Scarlet <laughs> and Cross <laughs> slowly and reluctantly take their leave. The lead fans start chanting, "Na na na na." Hey. Hey, 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 goodbye, and and Regal shake hands. We did it in its entirety. What were your thoughts <laughs> of that opening segment?
1: Man, I had, I was, I was so excited. I had goosebumps almost. It was just like one of those things that, even though I expected it, the way it was executed. The way uh, it went in line with the whole, the entire story with Regal and how we we noticed, you know, in the recent reviews we were noticing he was losing control of this roster, and it just made so much sense, you know. And I, I even liked the, not really a fake out, but the fact that Regal was considering giving him the job in general. You know, I can understand wanting to be completely done yeah. <laughs> with the roster after everything he had been through. At some point, it just seemed like it was more trouble than it, it was worth. To be the general manager of NXT, uh, but with Samoa Joe in his in his corner, you know, I, I love the we're gonna get things back in order story that they're basically telling here, and Samoa Joe is a great option because who's more? He's not, it's, that's one thing. Especially as a talker, he is so good at being intimidating, but at the same time, badass about it. It's not you know him killer him and killer him and carry on cross are both intimidating, but I think it's different. And they're both badasses, but it's different ways to do it. And I just love that energy. And also, so many dream scenarios, uh, as we saw throughout this episode, and you will see going forward with Samoa Joe's involvement. And just, I'm just overall very, very happy. Like I've said before, he's one of the reasons why I love, fell in love with wrestling, besides my love, especially outside of WWE. But when he came to WWE, it was a dream come true for, for a guy like me. So I, I'm just I'm glad he's back in whatever role, because some a guy like Samoa Joe is someone you need around. I don't care what he's doing, whether it's commentary, man, you know, manager role, whatever it is. Samoa Joe is an asset to your product.
0: Yeah, without a doubt, it's one of the best opening segments I think ever. You know, bring on the trumpets as well facing off leading to that. NXT does seem different from Raw SmackDown now, obviously, with Samoa Joe coming back. Everyone was brilliant. It's the first sign of Cross kind of being scared as well. We've seen this right. dominant champ and he's seen with Joe and he's going... Because the thing is, like you said, is there anybody else in NXT you could bring back or use in that position that has earned the respect and it has got the toughness of a Samoa Joe? I can't think of one. No, and
1: like you said, the, the toughness, the pedigree, you know what I mean? He's a former champion. He was dominant as a champion, and like he said, he was one bad SOB, you know, he, that Samoa Joe's NXT run is right up there, you know, uh when he was champion, and I think he is a perfect person to put in that position as a legitimate threat, now, will he actually dethrone him, who knows, you know, but I believe that, like you said, just that feeling of, okay, Cross may be in trouble right now, I love how Cross sold it, and I just love the like you said, they built they did a great job building anticipation to pro- possibly a future encounter of some sort. And I, I just uh, like I said, I agree with pedigree and with just his skill set. That's another thing. His style with the submission slash striking style that kind of can, con- you know, go hand in hand with what Cross does. and it, I, I, It's just a perfect mix. And Samoa Jones, who when you've been asking me that question in the past few shows or who can take him down, Samoa Joe fits the criteria of a guy. That
0: I can see taking cross down right, and again, not to pat ourselves on the back or look at the overall arc update. But if you think about the first shot, it's been Samojo being introduced, and we know in five weeks' time what the last shot is going to be as well. The overall arc of the story does pay off as well, you know. But uh, we're going to get into it. We get a video from earlier today from the Grizzly Young Veterans. James Drake said, Tonight, lads. Today the rules: no tags, no excuses. That gives us you're going to find out exactly why we are the grizzled young veterans tonight. We're going to kick your heads in, and then we get Imperium, Fabian Knight, and then Marcel Barthel versus Zango The announcers put it more time outside of England in it, but Vic Joseph at least reminds us Imperium's leader Volta has been NXT UK champion for 800 days. Uh, on for the match, we see Prince Pretty get the hot tag and was stopped by a vicious close from Aitner. Whereas Aitner leaned down to inflict more punishment, he got caught with a schoolboy for free. Imperium did not appreciate the cheap loss. Attack of Breeze Ango after the bell, They took out both men and draped the Imperium flag over Breeze. Um, what was your thoughts to this? This of course, linked to Imperium losing the tag team titles, but... The only impressive thing for Imperium recently has been Volta. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, that's one thing I think we've noticed, like especially as time has went on, Imperium as a faction doesn't really have the same, you know, it's it's like we know Volta and Imperium. It's like, that's what it feels like. It's Volta and Imperium, if you see what yeah. I'm trying to say. Instead of just, you know, them all having a dominant feeling about them. So I do, un- I, I see what you're saying there. I think honestly, that's also an uh, impediment to them because every time that music hits, I don't even think of them. I think of Walter. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as great as they are in the ring, I think that, like we mentioned this, I've mentioned this in the past, they really do need to either, you know, see, I, don't, I don't know if they need another run, uh, actual run at titles, or just something to refresh, like anything that can focus them, or maybe a split up of Imperium. Maybe that's what I'm thinking anyway, but they need something to where we can attach something that means when we think of what Volta we know what it is. Not only is dominant wrestling style, but he is one like that 800 day reign. He is synonymous with that belt, kind of the same way we look at Pete Dunn in that belt. Yeah. And Imperium as a whole does don't really have that. If you see what I'm saying, something that we can just latch on to to say, yeah, that is what Imperium is all about. No, Imperium. You know, if you don't pay attention or you don't see them all the time, Imperium is all about Walter so far.
0: Yeah, I'm about a shadow that. Well, backstage, winning Regal is security trying to break up the competitors in the Fatal Five Way. Sounds cross, of course. Regal says Cole and Riley can pick their opponents for a match next week. Cole says Regal, what is wrong with you? I should be fighting him. They go after each other again, and Cole makes the mistake of shoving Samoa Joe in the process. Joe rips his jacket off and chokes <laughs> out Cole. And when he <laughs> wakes up, he's telling. Mr. Regal expects his decision. I mean, I fucking love this. This is just, you know.
1: It was perfect. And it was so right in line with Adam Cole because he's just like, he's that irritant. He's that guy that, you know, he's untouchable, uh, especially if you let, ask Adam Cole. So, of course, when of course he's going to ignore the provoke, the opposite reaction to what we saw from uh, Gargano, I think, later <laughs> in the night. <laughs> but still, like, exactly. Like, he's that guy. He thinks nothing. And he's Mr. NXT you know, nothing can stop him. Greatest NXT champion of all time in his mind. So, of course, he would be the guy who would just haul off and push some more Joe and, you know, pay the consequence for I love how fast they showed us what the consequences would be yeah. for, uh, you know, provoking Joe. And I, I just liked it. It established that, oh, Joe is serious. He's not going to take any of that, you know, brawling or disrespect. He's not going to take any disrespect. And I think that that was a great – they did a great job of establishing – his role as in this kind of like advisor, security role kind. Of.
0: Yeah, without well, a doubt, it's absolutely brilliant. We see kashida make his walk to the ring. We go to commercial. When we're back, Santos says, Bronson Reed, what happened at takeover? It was a tragedy. I had the North America title in my hands. I saw my reflection in it, and it was the most beautiful thing i have seen in my life. But you had to do it again. You didn't just squish me. You put me through a wall. I'm coming for you <laughs> one-on-one. I'm going to pick you up like at takeover. But this time, gravity will do the rest. I'll be the next North American champion. And that leads to Kushida, the Cruiserweight champion, versus Trey Baxter in the Cruiserweight Open Challenge. We get a video package where Trey Baxter sells his all-heart for really his own touch on entrance and music, and the answers Tennessee us from Jackson, Tennessee, five pounds. You see a Spanish fly from backs up the challenger for a Springboard 450 splash, but only got a near fall. NXT Cruiserweight Champion Arts with a top rope arm breaker, rolling quickly into the hoverboard lock for the victory. O'Reilly then requested a one-on-one match with Sheeda, and the champion um, accepted. What do you think of this match and the setup for the O'Reilly match?
1: I really enjoyed this match. It falls right in line with a lot of the other open challenges where. Kushida gives his opponent a, a great spotlight to show what they can do, how can how they can uh, wrestle and out, try to outmaneuver Kushida, but in the end, you know Kushida prevails, and I really love how they're you know maybe some guys you never never really a lot so far actually as it's, it's been a while, yeah they've been using a lot of like newer talent that of course you could have heard of for uh, heard of if you watch 205 Live or if you keep up in with uh you know independent talent you know but it's been it's been great to see just. I love that idea of, also, I think i said this also recently. I I know someone is listening to this show and is really incorporating (laughs) things because I remember explicitly saying you don't even really need to explain do anything except let Kushida wrestle, and I just love that, that that's basically been his entire Cruiserweight run so far is we don't really need a big story. And it it may kind of hurt to not have the greatest stories in these matches, but Kushida does not, if you just let him wrestle, I, I believe he's just that compelling that it can work. And he's proving that with a lot of these his great match output and the anticipation for him, a guy like Kyle O'Reilly, who's great at submissions and striking against someone like Kushida, who's going to break you down and submit you in the same way, kind of, was a very exciting prospect of a match. And I, I couldn't wait for it.
0: Yeah, without that, I mean, the mark of a great champion is when you think he might lose. Uh, and we fought this in this one, like I said, a great match. And I've got to say, I saw this fella, uh, when I say this fella, Trey Baxter, uh, as Blake <laughs> Christian on Impact. Uh, and he here, so it's good to see him um, going along. And meanwhile. Frankie Monet's backstage she says, Miss Mackenzie, Presley and I are here to make the people happy and what they want is more Monet. So next week will be the Encore performance, of my world premiere. She sees the liar or nymph and Jesse Kamara and goes <laughs> to talk to them. Robert Stone interrupts, she's saying that they won until Stone interfered, but until he showed up, she changed the tune and said she should listen to him more. And then we get LA Knights combination next. But before that, Mercedes Martinez said that takeover felt the wrath for Tim Shah. But I told you before I was with. I'm not going anywhere. Boa, you want to step to Mercedes, you're going to fill the stool against Ali. We're one-on-one Anytime, honey, anytime. time. Me, Ying, next time you won't have a chance to get out of your chair because I'm going to knock you right out of it. Uh, don't poke the bear and we're going to find out why you don't poke the bear <laughs> later uh, on. Uh, <laughs> uh, we get the million dollar title coronation. Uh, of course, the mil- uh, red carpet laid out. Teddy us set the stage fellow lights entrance. Put around how good it was for him to meet his hero. Dibiasi says, you're very welcome. You earned it. They shake hands. And Knight said, it would be the honour of my life for you to officially crown me the million-dollar man. Dibiasi says, son, I'll be happy to. And you see the drapes the belt over Knight's Shoulder, the pyro goes off. No interruption for Cameron Grimes. Uh, even the fans are chanting for Grimes. But Knight says, Ted, just having some of my shoulder right now is beyond description. I learned so much the last few weeks. And now I've got everything that I want. Now I have everything that I want. It's time for me to drop what I don't need. He then decks Dibiasi with a mic. He's away. Tosses podium out of the ring and starts insulting Dibiasi. He says, "This is now mine. I'm the only million dollar man, not you." Uh, Dibiasi repeats. He says tonight, "What are you gonna do?" And uh, I'm the million-dollar champ. And now Cameron Grimes is here. He boots Knight out of the ring and goes to check on DiBiase. Knight stumbles his way up the ramp with a title belt as Grimes yells at him. He said, you crossed the line, you crossed it, and now you're going to pay. You hear me? Uh, what a prick LA Knight is. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> what, what about you? What I about
1: agree 100%. You? I I loved it for that very reason because I immediately – as soon as I seen it, I wrote it down, but I, I didn't even just, I wrote it down after I said it out aloud. I was like, <laughs> what a fucking scumbag move. <laughs> and that is exactly what it was. Like you, it's just, I can't even explain. Like you hit, not only is it hitting the older man, but like, you know, you use it, you use him basically. You never cared about the platform. You just wanted to get the status and it just makes you look so, you know, it make you look opportunistic, but at the same time, you're definitely a deuce. So uh, it, I enjoyed it for that very reason. I, it actually invested me a little bit more in L.A. Knight's character just based on the fact that he's just like, ah, oh, you know, he, ta- he already has taken Cameron's dream, you know, or at least, you know, seemed like what, what, what it seemed like Cameron was destined to be. And now you you didn't even want it the same you know for the same reasons that Cameron wanted it. You wanted it for your own glory and all of that. I just love it. I love the story. I love how uh I love their dynamic. I didn't realize that how great you know Grimes and Knight their chemistry, you know, even some of the just back and forth outside of the uh, what they do in the ring, but just like what they say to each other. They have a great chemistry together and this this segment was the right amount of shocking uh and it, it just it just it was work it worked it really worked in my opinion because i didn't expect it and but i love the fact that he did it
0: yeah i mean it's another great segment dibiase still taking that bump you know it's good to see and security showing that there are no hope what is the <laughs> <fucking> ever <laughs> that <Exactly. But> grimes <laughs> i mean what is the point that grimes bought the fire in that one and backstage you see Raquel Gonzalez with Dakota Kai, She says to let the way know to hold on to his belt real tight uh, because one title wasn't enough, Kai says tonight we take care of Casey and Caden and then it's on to become a champion for a second in time and then we get a weird charging ad that's now up to 10% we'll keep an eye on that and then Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart are yelling at Gonzalez and Kai with Mr. recall and Samoa Joe holding a bat full of competitors make their way to the ring part of me want to see Joe choke them all out but I think (laughs) that's more about me than anything if it was the Attitude Era you know goddamn right that that would (laughs) have happened uh we lead to the next match Gonzalez and Kai versus Carter and Cantazaro uh, we see the the young team hit an elevated lung blow on Carter. When Cantazaro had to break up the pin, it's right moment to allow the face to take back control. They took out Gonzalez outside and hit a net breaker 450 combination splash. The champion barely got involved in time, but destroyed both women on the outside. Kai hit the GTK for the victory. Uh, this was a great match, I thought.
1: I agree. It was one of the uh, best performances I, I've, I've, I've heard. I mean, I've seen from uh, Cantazaro and uh Lacy, what is it? Lacey? is it Lacy? Yeah, I think I'm right. Anyway, besides that, Casey, uh, yeah, Kate, Casey Calzagaro. Casey, Casey yeah. Calizari, What's the partner's name? I'm trying to remember. That's, oh, uh, C- right, Caden, to... Caden Carter. Caden. Okay, there we go. I was trying to make it right. I know it's, that, that's what throws me off. Casey and Caden kills me for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> but anyway, besides the fact, this is one of the best matches that I've seen them have. And they, by the way, their output has gotten better and better. You can see uh literally just in how long we've been doing this together, you can watch a match from a year ago and then just see the improvement in, in, in their chemistry and in their spots, like what they want to do together. I, I really love what they've been doing as a team. And it also did a great job of just continuing to show case. They're do- it's an underlying thing. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, it's a slow cooker, but it's coming. Dakota Kai again, you know, they're winning. They're still winning. But you can already see in the stories of their matches who is carrying the most weight. You know, it doesn't really matter when you're winning, but as time goes on, I can just feel it. You know, it's just in every tag team match they have together, it's a similar story where, you know, Kai may be in trouble when, you know, Kai may be in trouble. But when Gonzalez gets going, there's nothing anyone can do about it, no matter who's on the other team for the most part. So I just love how how their matches have been put together.
0: Uh, since uh, Gonzalez has become champion. Yeah, I think without a doubt. Like I said, you see the speed and agility of those two, and then Gonzalez just throwing the shit at them. You know, <laughs> it's, just, it's just brilliant. I love uh, in it. Three week- <laughs> yeah, in three weeks at the Great Rare of Kabash, and then Cole and Carla Riley will have a rematch. Vic Joseph also tells us Poppy's soundtrack is available. Speaking of Poppy, here comes a her friend, Io. Uh, and she says, I'm back. <laughs> I feel good. My target is, and Candice Ray's music interrupts, uh, LeRae says, EO, has a lot has changed since you've been gone. Most importantly, I'm no longer an uncrowned champion. And since you are no longer the unbeatable champion, it's back to the bottom for you. I guess there's something that hasn't changed. I still can't stand you. Unfortunately for you, EO, you picked me the wrong time to screw with me. Indy Hartwell jumps here from behind. And the 2-1 assault begins. starts Starklow runs down to cut him off. before of she can do it. Start points to Shy. She hits a double drop kick. The baby faces shake hand in the ring as the hills back away up yeah. the entrance. Ramp. I always feel... If they're gonna shake hands, do it in the macho Hulk Hogan starly You know that guy. Like, yeah, the <laughs> most dramatic
1: handshake. <laughs> yeah. that's how you do it. They they definitely milked it, but yeah, the most dramatic handshake ever is Macho Man. I you never will see anyone shake a hand the way Macho Man
0: <laughs> <as long laughs> it
1: shook hands
0: that night. Nice. Exactly. It, His greet it used to take like eight hours because of the <laughs> way <you> he <should. laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a genius. But yeah, uh I I I I I really was surprised actually uh by the result of this segment. I wasn't really expecting EO to go into the tag division, but uh I really love anytime her and Candice have a back and forth because their feud is just so iconic almost to me. Like I think it's I don't even think you get enough credit as, as just how good they are. They're just a perfect fall. You know, for each other. And uh, I, no matter how the roles are, whether EO is the heel and Candice is the is the face, it works. If Candice is a good is, is a great heel and EO is who she is, being awesome, being cool, it still works. So I, I just love their dynamic. And I think uh, that that story carried the rest of, uh, of this segment here. If you see what I'm saying, if you call back to that story, it makes the segment so much better.
0: Well, EO and Candice are the Zayn and Owens of the women's division. You know, exactly. oh, that's a great reference. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great one. I so, it. so, it should be a great tag match. A backstage Joe and Regal been interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell, and Joe chokes her out. No, he doesn't. Uh, he Regal cool starts to talk <laughs> to her, but he suddenly cuts to the dangerous bath. Arrival, MSK eating popcorn is a walking factory, looks pissed, but then eats a handful of popcorn and smiles. Uh, and then we see Regan and Joe, but they get interrupted by Johnny Gagano and Austin Theory chanting, Joe! 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 <laughs> Gagano says, Joe, is exactly what this place needs. Uh, Johnny, can you do me a big favour? And Gagano's like, anything, what? And Joe says, get out. And Gagano's <laughs> like, alright, man, but good talk. Uh, Pete Dunne then comes in and says a hole through Samoa Joe. He just gives as good as he gets. Regal says, gentlemen, Please. Um, I was for my versus done. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> <laughs> is, I'm saying it now. They don't even have to say
1: a word either. That's the thing. That's the funniest thing. They can just stare forever at each other. We'll, we'll, I'll watch it. I'll be happy. I'll be like, oh, look at that. Oh, man. He blinked. <laughs>
0: it's like the staring competition. Oh, my God. He blinked. <laughs> He's scared. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God,
0: Pete 's going to shrug. <laughs> <laughs> a tear in my eye. That's what <laughs> 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 well, anyway, we'll move on to the main event. Dangerous Bastards, of course, Champa and Thatcher versus the Grizzle Young Vets and Tornado rules. And Drake and Champa exchange body shots before Gibson get involved to set up an elevated suicide dive to take out the black car. Liverpool's finalist found himself at a disadvantage alone against Thatcher, but Drake got involved set up an elevated backstabber. Chumper stirred just enough to break the pinfall. GYV tried to send Chumper through the announce table. He said Gibson took an over-the-shoulder par, par- driver on it. That left Drake alone to take the fair town in, then tap out to an armbar ankle lock submission. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Man, it was an incredible main event. I really enjoyed this match. You know, uh, everyone... The thing is about NXT sometimes is, you know, it's paced so well. That and I know and I'm I, I know I'm kind of going away from these the two individuals here, but I'm just saying the mat, the pacing of the shows are so well paced that when the main event is over sometimes, and I think I think a lot of wrestling shows should should try to strive for this. You sit there and you're at the end and it's over and you're like, "Whoa, that's it," you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I <laughs> love I love that feeling. NXT does it consistently, especially at takeovers and you know some of their specials. I love the way. NXT is paced, and this match fell right in line with it. You get like it was over, and I literally was sitting there. Oh, okay, this is that's over already. <laughs> like it, it, two hours fly by because of just how enjoyable this show was, and this match was another part of that. So I, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good move.
0: Well, like you said, what a fantastic main event, and uh, maybe the best tag team in nxt the grizzle yeah. young bets i cannot wait to see them do it <laughs> uh chumper said this was our takeover uh as he celebrates and mckenzie's outside with regal and joe regal says i think things are going to be a little different around here joe says night one of yeah. many regal says shall we and they're both apart i mean what a fantastic main event and a superb episode of nxt and all these pricks that have been saying nxt's been shit recently fucking watch that episode and tell me right. <laughs> tell me you know We'll move on to our next one, June 22nd. Of course, opening with a recap of last week with uh, Joe making sure Regal gets proper respect. And from there, we go for the Ringle arrival of Adam Cole, baby. And refused to choose an opponent. He did not want to play by Samoa Joe's rules. Carmelo Hayes walked out to convince the former NXT champion to fight him. He slapped Cole. In the face and the deliberate call back to John Cena's debut start this match off hot Hayes and Cole both need to win but neither could get the free. the rookie blocked the first panel of our sunrise attempt with super kick but the second hit clean to give Cole the victory. Uh, what are your thoughts on this?
1: I I can't hear you. I lost. Oh okay. Okay, right, here we go. So uh, Adam Cole and Carmelo Hayes was a very very surprising. I, I wasn't expecting Adam Cole to to. I was expecting this to be much more of a squash match than it actually was. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I, I wrote down that uh, this match really uh, showcased just how much they like Carmelo Hayes, in my opinion, because, uh, you know, not, not only did he get a chance to show, uh, show uh, what he could do against Kushida, you put him in the ring with Adam Cole at this point. You know, at, at, like someone who had, not only was he on top of the game, of course, at, as a champion, but even now, promos, ring work, Adam Cole is still... Uh, that guy on NXT, whether he's champion or not, you're gonna pay attention to what Adam Cole is doing. And I thought it was a great look for Carmelo Hayes to get to show everyone, show anyone who's watching, just how 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 he stacks up uh, against a, a, a guy like Adam Cole. So I thought everything went as planned. It wasn't you know too wasn't anything too special, but I thought it was a really good uh, showcase of their younger talent.
0: Yeah, well, no handshake or respect from Cole after the match. Meanwhile, Frankie Monet is so excited backstage with uh, Aliyah and Jesse to Change Robert Stone Brown into the winner's circle. Once Brown shows up, she begins singing a different tune. And back to the present, because the ritual of it, it was Zoe Stark. EO gave me a big break in NXT last week. I was just paying it back. That's what I do. Now EO wants to tag with me. That's a surprise. And she says, to Stark, I respect you, but I don't like you. <laughs> 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 Stark says that's all we need. I mean, Neo,
1: it's a bit harsh there, isn't it? Like, like right off the bat that we're just going to go. Let, I'm not going to plant the seed that eventually that we won't like each other. I'm just going to tell you from the beginning I don't like you.
0: <laughs> and that's what I say to you before we start recording. It's like, okay, we're going to start in a second. I don't like you. Right. <laughs> but yeah, let's
1: do this podcast together. Even though I hate your guts. <laughs> I respect you as a podcaster, but, you know, uh, yeah, but I don't I just,
0: like you. But your voice gets to me. Like that's, <laughs> <laughs> well, after the break, we see LA Knight saying he doesn't need an old man on the gravy train ride in my coattails. <laughs> then Mox Cameron drives to caring more about the old man, Ted Dubyossi, than your money. Remember the thought you took it in your house? That ain't nothing compared to what you get when I drop you on your head, courtesy of, and a woman walks up with a drink. Whose game is it? LA Knight's game? I'll drink to that. Fucking brilliant, old school. Yeah. He's a piece of shit heel, and some wrestlers just don't like to be heel, and he loves it.
1: I, I think exactly. He get you can tell he is just this character is really like he seems invested, and this is really him, uh, or at least like him turned up to another level. And we all know the best characters are really part of your personality, just turned up, turn up that volume as loud as you possibly can. And uh, I think La Knight is really fell into a very good comfort zone with this character. And the and the curious story is a perfect example of that because like you said, he gets a chance to showcase just how much of a scumbag he is, you know, and he made a great point. I can understand, you know, that young cocky guy who feels like he's the man right now. Uh, don't need just, I don't need the old man. To, I don't need you to manage me. I don't need your, I don't need your rub, basically. And that, it's man. just, it was it's just perfect. It's a great story for someone like LA Knight. And I love the turnaround. You know, just like I said, a couple updates ago. If you're man, I feel bad if you're not up to date on on our initial <laughs> update. <laughs> just a couple updates ago, I could have I could swear we was literally trying to build up the hype for what Ted DiBiase and Grimes with their beats. And now he literally like even like LA Knight. Again, a little truth in the promo. You seem to care more about the old man than your own cast. I love it. It's just it's just a great great promo. And like I said, L.A. Knight has really been growing on me, and uh, I think he's just in a really good space right now with this current character and story.
0: I think without a doubt, I don't think I can add anything to that. So we'll move on to Johnny Gagano <laughs> and Austin Theory telling the fans that NXT needed a new NXT champion with a new manager backstage. He called out Karen Cross, but Pete Dunn arrived instead with only Lorcan. Bruiserweight took offense to Johnny wrestling himself a normal contender. Garner walked out, refusing to fight. Theory to the Bruiserweight on his way out and got a broken finger for his trouble. Uh, I mean, Theory, is just makes me laugh so much. I mean, no hijinks or shenanigans, Peter. That was one of the lines as well. And let Fury <laughs> stuck his... I say stuck his nose. Stuck his finger in it and got caught. <laughs> uh, we go to an earlier today with someone asking Grimes if he checked on Grandpa Ted in the nursing home and Grimes decks him in the face. I love it. That was for Ted. And then we go to yeah. Mackenzie Mitchell... Interviewing Cole, William Regal interrupts. Just so we're clear, there's no animosity between you and Joe. You put your hands on him, he cuts you out. It's done. What I suggest you do is don't provoke him. Cole is upset that Regal didn't reprimand him for putting his hands on him. I don't want to be here anymore. Uh, move. Bye. And then the charging battery is now up to 31%. For those interested, Carla knocks on winning Regal's door and complains about Austin Fury's fingers being snapped. He also gets Regal a new pencil. He asked Regal what it cost. <laughs> And encourages to get Joe and choke Dunn out for all Regal to knock him up a little bit. He tells them both they can have a tag team match with Dunn and in next. Garland said, "I don't even have my gear." Regal said, "That's not my problem. You're wasting valuable time." Uh, back to the ring. I, I just say we do it every update, but I just love the way I love Johnny Gargano oh and Austin Theory. It's hilarious. You know, it's just great stuff. <laughs>
1: I wonder like I I, I doubt anyone and it doesn't it seems like I can I don't even know if you can write for Johnny. It's like it's just naturally. Like that's the thing I like the most. Like it's not someone trying to force comedy on you and be funny. He just seems his everything about this character he's created is just naturally funny. You know what I mean? It's just I love it. And then of course, like you said, with theory, uh being the you know, like just as much of an idiot character, just stereotypical idiot, you know, character you find in like comedic shows or sitcoms. So I just love, like you said, everything about them. And then you go into the entire faction of what they've been able to do. It's just like, like you said, consistently, every NXT show is going to be either something that's going to make you laugh, make you smile, and you're going to be invested. And I just, I, 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 I don't know, every week. I'm looking forward to whatever Johnny Gargano has to say or whatever the way is, are doing, I'm going to always. So, yes, I agree 100%. They're just so good.
0: I mean, I could watch Johnny saying, Joe, go on, choke him out. Like, it's like, <laughs> it, it's like a school thing of like, Hey, you know, what are you fucking... Uh, but anyway, move on to your shine. It's Zoe Stark versus Lyle, Nymph and Jesse Kamira. Eo's so cool, I don't know who've said that. Shy might allow a look out of a depth early, but the Rubberstone Brown responded by finding an opener to isolate Stark. Can't say Indy indie Hartwell arrived to watch this match closely. Stark was worked on, but hot tag to shy have put this match away with um, Moonsault. Poor Nymph still looks like she started last week. And maybe not the best idea to call it the best women's division in the world. I think Stark's again at Presto, didn't she?
1: Yes, uh, I, and I think that, and it's kind of funny because, like, based on like how long we've known each, you know, like Zoe Stark, and then you see someone like A- Aaliyah, who we've seen forever, and like you, you, you may have seen minimal improvement, but you just look at how Zoe, who you, if you if you're not familiar with her, and you you see how like she's newer, she is just like incredibly good for someone that is, can, you know, considered a newcomer in NFC. I don't even think we can say that anymore. She's established, you know, the Tony Storm stuff, you know, everything that she's been doing, and I, I think that, that 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 the reason why you can take Zoe Stark so much seriously now also is because of the way they've booked them. You know, they they booked yeah. Zoe Stark so good, I'm, I'm, and I'm saying them because I'm thinking of Sarai also in that same vein of, they just got here, but who they fought and like the way they've done it, you know, it hasn't just been squash match after squash match. They're putting them in there with people that we, we know can go and they're, and they're still hanging with them and looking good. So I think Zoe Stark shine, has been shining for a while now in whatever role they've been giving her.
0: I think without a doubt, like no, you talk about the booking, we've seen it with, um but you know, Tian Shaw and the way ZLE's been worked upon it. And yeah. uh, also with, uh, of course, Zoe Stark as well, maybe with Sarai, could argue i mean we'll, we'll probably get on to that in a little bit you know but, but they do the the reason why the women become successful and it's because each got individual characters and it means something to them and even with right. stark it's it's really simple story and speaking of the other two great women Gazars and kai have arrived and kai says you think you're going to jump the line for number one contender you're crazy those titles are ours shot blackheart and then moon arrived to give their opinion moon says they're in front of the line not the back I think we reminded that we'll kick their asses out and all that brawl in the middle of the ring. Smojo arrived. Uh, Small Joe arrived and he signals for security <laughs> to swarm the ring and take control. A- they didn't get involved. See, even in that one, it's all Johnny Gagano saying about Joe, but he's made Candice say to him like, look, we'll respect Joe and it works even more in the kind of storyline. Um and then a Riley Noteless tonight's main event, as we go to commercial with Kushida versus Carl. And then Johnny Gagano, Austin Theory versus Pete Dunlany-Lorkin. And Theory struggled to come back because of his injured finger. Gagano got involved fighting like the old Johnny Wrestling to stay in this fight. Garner finally got the tag and he and Dunn went to war. Johnny Wrestling pushed himself, hitting suicide dive DDT for hitting one final beat on Lorcan to take the victory. The best thing on the show by far is immediately spoiled by Karen yeah. Cross giving Garner a shot to the head from behind. The fans boo as Scarlett looks on with a wicked smile, holding the champion's belt over her right shoulder. Uh, before I get your thoughts on the match, Theory forgetting about his hand and then making a tag is one of the greatest <laughs> things that I've seen. <laughs>
1: Like I said, it's the little things that he, that they do. And like, he does that reestablish, like, just in case you forget, he reminds you every week just how stupid he's supposed to be. (laughs) But it's in a fun way. It's a good, you know, it's not, it's not the infuriatingly stupid. It's just like, it it makes you chuckle because he's just such a, a lost cause at times, if you know what I mean. But, uh, yeah, I love this match. I And again, another thing, doing that in a match with someone as serious as Pete Dunn <laughs> and Only Lorcan is another thing, too. Like, being that guy uh, against those guys, it just works very, very well. Uh, I thought the match was really, really good. And uh, I, I think I honestly, at this point, since Theory has been impressive also ever, as long as I've been watching him, I, I really thought that this is what you would expect too, with these four involved. if you see what I'm saying? Because you have ring generals like Gargano and Dunn, and then you have Lorkin, who, like we all know, one of the most underrated people j- in general. And you, you you add Theory to the mix, and it just it, it worked fine. And I I really liked this. You know, it, it may have been like normal television type tag team match. But it was top notch
0: stuff, though. Well, without a doubt, it was great stuff. Johnny was firing, Fury Sean. And Frankie Monet's uncle is coming up, but Cameron across dare Joe to cause a provocation. Joe says, Of course, champ, lets him by with a smirk. Meanwhile, Dunn is behind him, and once again, the two stare hold through <laughs> each other. But this time, Regal is at the round telling him to call the Jets. And Beth Felix throws us to news that Starkinshire, Kyan Gonzalez, and Moon and Blackheart will have a triple threat number one contendership match next week. Then Frankie Monet versus Lecture Lopez went. About, tries to tell us Frankie Monet's Premier and he's just been learned to pronounce it correctly. Premier or Premier? I've never really Premier. noticed it. It's Premier. Until he said it, I thought, have I been saying it wrong all these years? <laughs> like, am I not? Am I not English? Like, I not <laughs> Premier. Premier. Like, I never fucking...
1: Anyway. It Trust I me, mean, bo- we even know. We
0: say we speak English,
1: but it's really American. Don't worry
0: about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it did, like, did box office it. records. Yeah, the Premier did box office records. Uh, Frankie <laughs> barely treated Electric as a threat. Until she took an elbow, a offense motivated to wear a low fervor, who attacked her very young opponent. She hit a glam slam to take the victory uh, to squash. But Frankie is main roster ready, isn't she, you know?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, man. She definitely – I don't think she needed to be, uh, you know, eased into anything. I She was ready, in my opinion, before that she was even signed. Like, she could have just – she, she could have AJ styled it, styled it because – of how good she is at th- in this character, in that role, every time, every uh, you know, of course, in Natalia Valkyrie days, we all know how, you know, how established she already was. So I'm not surprised that every time she's on been on television, it you know, and that's another thing, she gets your attention because it doesn't matter whether uh whether she's just walking out there to talk, you know, they they can do the old uh the whole Emma character of just. Walking out and going back st- <laughs> and just going backstage, and it probably would work with Frankie because she's just so good at grabbing your attention and, and just looking like a star. Like I said, from her very first interest in entrance in the uh, actual premiere, uh, you know, I she just looked like a star. All you know, probably more so than almost anyone else on uh NXT roster, probably besides Gonzalez as the champion. So, uh, and of course EO, but uh, you know, so. Uh, yeah, Frankie Monet definitely can. I can see her fitting right in, and who both divisions could use it. You know, maybe on Raw. Definitely on Raw. Could she could she could be perfect. Maybe liven up those three hours because Lord knows, you know, we need it. Because man, three hours. But okay, sorry. Anyway.
0: <laughs> oh come on. To be fair. When you watch it, it feels like five. Let's be fair yeah. to Raw. <laughs> yeah, come on. That's an evening's worth of stuff there because you're always stopping it and having a break come on we always yeah. know this is how everybody watches raw you watch somebody goes i watched it through with adverts you go you f- fire that's what you <laughs> say to them it ends up they watch the clips on youtube anyway yeah, bronson, exactly. reed is- <laughs> bronson reed is backstage with Mackenzie mitchell says he doesn't understand sansa Escobar at all hit row interrupts top dollar says everybody's Colosso. Colossal until Colossus walks into the room. Zara Scott promises that Everrise are about to be taught a lesson. Dolly gets one last partner shot off to read. You're not even from North America, honey. Uh, <laughs> homie, sorry. Honey. I thought he was really sorry. You're not even from North America. Turned into you're not even from North America, honey. Which no, I mean, seems it. a lot nicer. <laughs> it's a lot nicer. Like, it's, if I was delivering that line, it would be <laughs> hey, you're not even from North America, honey. Like, don't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth it. Well, that's what... <laughs> later, Dollar King, and that's what Everise called him earlier. Coincidentally, they're in action next, and Top Dollar is pissed, and he's yelling, "What my, what's my name at Martel and stumble stomping a mud hole in him. <sighs> Parker is plucked out of the air by Dollar and thrown to the ground. Martel eats a long kiss. Good night. Both Top Dollar and the Dollars immediately deliver another hitmaker for free. This was a 100% squash. Everise are stacked up like cordwood in the ring as all four members of Hit Row kick them out of the way to strike a... Uh, pose uh what were your thoughts on this
1: uh you know I, the match was like two minutes and 35 seconds so i have I have pretty much nothing to say about the match other than i will say this uh i don't know what Adon- adonis really didn't need to do anything yeah you you mentioned it every spot you just said was top dollar top dollar <laughs> so and that's basically what the match was just top dollar destroying them i, I really think he did a good job of establishing those of us who were unfamiliar about, uh, unfamiliar with Top Dollar and what he could do, because you know I've seen Adonis at times. Even though honestly, it would have been nice to see a little bit more of him because the last time before, if you only watch NXT, you've seen Adonis. He was just some jobber pre hit row, honestly. Uh, but of course, his relationship with Swerve has established, you know, uh, and, and you know with hit row in general has established himself. And I thought this was a great little first you know little teaser for what could be to come with adonis and top dollar in the tag division uh as far as ever go they are they, the funniest thing about this they entertain me so you know actually when i when they get a chance to talk they seem they're not as you know they're okay you know but uh, i haven't really you know got a chance didn't really get a chance to see them do much in the ring and this is another example of that as they just get squiggity squashed
0: yeah they were slowly growing on me um uh, hit row would be a big deal. With be- uh beautiful job kick, it's all head. Uh, yeah. Easy, easy, everybody listening. Uh, Martell awkward <laughs> land. Martell awkward landing. But again, I don't know if it's me, but hit row, right? So in American, hit row said quick. In America, does sound a bit like Hitler. I mean, hashtag just <laughs> saying. But when, when they go and up next, here comes Hitler, and you go what? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? what are they showing? <laughs> I just—it may the, be me.
1: The day we get a a, a Hitler character, <laughs> that sounds like the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, hey,
0: he Hitler, won't be as much. He won't be as much as a Hills as La night. There's no. <laughs> <laughs> now Hitler is less of a scumbag
1: than you. You're doing really good heel work. You're doing really good heel work if you could out-heel Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <You're> out-Hitler.
0: <laughs> well, I'm just saying, don't be surprised in the years' time. You know, we get the new Alfred Hitler debuting on NXT. You know, oh, uh, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Mercedes Martinez is backstage. She gets a mixed tag team match against Zilli and Boa next week. Don't make friends. Very easy. I'm ready to go with or a partner. As Ali jumps from behind and Jake Atlas runs in to make save and help her to the back to her feet. Looks like I just joined a fight. See you next week. OK, Jake, um, we yeah. get over there, packing right? <laughs> for Kyle Riley <laughs> and Kushida. Um, and then we're told to us, the champion, Timothy Thatch will have a face-off with MSK next week for the tag shot of Great America Bash. And then main event, non-title, Kushida versus Kyle O'Reilly. Kushida and Kyle O'Reilly declared a respect for one another. Um, both promised to bring everything in this battle. This is a back-and-forth clash, where each man counted the best shot of the other. Kyle Riley got trapped in the hoverboard lock, barely managed to escape, and transitioned to a schoolboy with a leg trap to steal the win uh what were your thoughts on this
1: i really thought this match was really impressive they 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 had the chemistry that i expected you know uh and they fought before you know in the past in japan i've seen them fight uh in the past this is similar to what i've kind of seen before but i will say i was disappointed that Kushida lost i don't know if that's just because i'm a mark for Kushida. <laughs> or you know whatever it is i understand colorado had you know bigger things in the future for him uh so i get it you know uh, in hindsight of course but at the time i was bummed i really wanted to see the stock win but i kind of always knew that Kyle probably would get that victory so it it was still a great match and i enjoyed it and i think those two can even do better than that so you know who knows what the future could lie maybe they'll meet up again down the line in, the, in different circumstances but I thought this was really, really good.
0: You know, right doubt, I mean, it's a banger of a match. Kushida gives him respect. and Cole's arrived here in a he brawler way back to the announce desk, taking turns slamming each other into it. So the security comes to break up. They spill through the barricade. Back in the ring, Kushida's been attacked by two men in hoodies. It's Roderick <laughs> Strong and Aaron Paul. This is Diamond Mine. There's a third man identified <laughs> by the announcers. Uh, I- I think it was Hideki Suzuki and they all got Malcolm Bivens as a manager. Bivens throws the cruise like belt Kushida, and the diamond mine stand tall to close the show. Wow. Finally,
1: f- answer, Right. You asked me for weeks. What is diamond man? What do you think? Diamond? Mine? What do you think is going on? Finally, it was so good to finally get some clarity on what, you know, what this was all about. Uh, Rush and Bivens did disappear, you know, from television kind of. So, it, I guess, it, you know, makes as a matter of fact, everyone involved that we knew before uh, this, you know, uh, reveal basically kind of disappeared. So it actually kind of made sense at once I thought about it. But it was still shocking nonetheless. Uh, it was also nice to see. I'm, I'm not really a big fan of shaving of the of the whole shaved look on Roger, but uh, that doesn't matter. I could care. I'm pretty sure he could care less about that. I really like the rebrand. I do. Want, I do wonder. No, this is the one thing I will say about Roderick Strong. Joint time, man. After what happened in your last faction, do you really want to just jump right into <laughs> another faction? You know what I mean? That fast? Like he was going? You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just me. <laughs> maybe I would go it alone. Uh, you know, at first. But you know, I get it though. I like, I like what's. I can't wait to see what's coming. I do also like the idea of basically having the younger guy in Rust, having the veteran and Strong, and i guess uh hideki is like the coach you know what i mean yeah. so a coach so that's just also something else that's different to me that i, I wasn't really uh expect- i like how they talk about themselves as like an mma training camp and uh, so but this was a great moment it was nice and shocking so it was nice i can't i couldn't wait to see okay what, what's next for diamond man what what are these guys are all about uh, but i thought this was a great way of debuting them uh, at the end of the show
0: yeah, I mean, like I said, great to see Roddy. Aaron Paul looks well. Suzuki looked miserable. <laughs> I wonder what they said to him. I wonder what they said to him before he went out. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, your hair's a mess, and he's just like, oh, oh, oh
1: guys, <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: oh. <laughs> it's debut on TV. And he's like, oh, um, but obviously we're strong. Uh, yes, he is a leader now, but let's hope they don't become the X Factor. Because we all know what happens oh. people try and create groups that maybe don't work out. I'm just by, saying.
1: By the way, worst theme song
0: ever. Oh, one come on, you did it with the X Factor. <laughs> I don't get out of everyone here. I don't ever take get that, that back. Back. Yeah, I know you I love X Factor. X Factor. What that be number one on iTunes? That's going to be a
1: <laughs> They literally just dumb X Factor over this. Was... Guys, country music, single, or whatever. Don't even get me started on Uncle Uncle Cracker. Man, I feel old. His name was Uncle Cracker. Oh,
0: we love the deep cuts here. We, we love them. They're <laughs> brilliant. Uh, we move on to June 25th, and WWE released several superstars from their contracts, including Ooh. Fandango, Tyler Blake, Breeze, Killian Dane, Marina Shafir, LXC Tag Team Ever Rise, Arturo Ruas, and 25 Love. Stavari, the Bollywood Boys, August Gray, and Kurt Stallion. Uh, before I get your thoughts on this, I think August Gray uh, was one of the tweets of the day when he goes, I guess my match in 205 is a loser leaves town match now. Um, but <laughs> what were your thoughts on this? Because it's quite a shock.
1: Oh, yes. I was completely uh, thrown off. I couldn't believe it. A lot of it, especially... Uh you know, some of them were so like they were recently, on, like you know, we just talked about Brisongo the week before this, and then Everride, right, just on television. Like I said, seemed to be building something. I didn't know, I didn't know if they had a future. future obviously, they didn't have future plans for Everride, but it felt like they were trying to give them something or showcase them in some kind of way, you know. Uh, to or at least, you know, but it, that fast, you know. We if it's one thing, I am. Getting used to, which is not really a good thing, I guess, with the company is we know how fast that someone that you like or someone you thought was interesting could be out of the door, you know, that fast. Someone like we talked about how underrated and how uh, great Breezango, uh were for a long time, even though, honestly, I kind of thought that the writing was on the wall with them character wise anyway. Uh, but I didn't think it would mean release <laughs> automatically. Uh, the Shafir release. Especially with Strong coming back, I know they're married, so that like, that kind of shocked me. Like the it was fun, it was ironic. Like Roger Strong pops back up after you know saying he's retired, and then pops back up, and then his wife is you know released not like a few days later. It was just that was funny how that how that worked out. Uh, not saying I laughed. I mean, it's funny how things go. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I hate these days. These all these days always suck. But I think this time, especially with Killian Dane, someone like him who has so much potential, you know, it sucks to see him go, you know, but I always say this, that this is just a new beginning for a lot of these uh, guys and gals, you know, other, it's so many, this is a great, this is the greatest time ever to get released from your wrestling contract in a, with without trying to sound like I don't understand how hard it is for to get book, bookings and all that. But if you, are a wrestler with all of these many places that you can go now and showcase your talents and all of that this is a great time for it so i guess that's the only positive way i can look at it but yeah releases release days and these mass releases are always tough days
0: well when you think about since when the last wb2k game came out to this year's edition i think it was something like 45 wrestlers Will not be on the roster uh, and when you think about that so i mean obviously with legends you know sting or a christian and people like that along with just a talent you know because like i said killian dane was involved with the drake maverick storyline well that was going on we obviously saw even alexander wolf with imperium the last bout of releases and ever. otherwise like i said you start getting used to it all of a sudden it's done. but we hope they can build up from that. We move on to NXT June 29th. We get a recap of Diamond Minds Arrival and a preview of Riley and Cole at the Great American Bash for the Normal Contendership Women's Tag Match which starts the show with no Beth on commentary. So it's Blackheart Moon versus Gonzalez Kai versus Stark and Shi'ai. The open exchange with Moon and E.O. and Gonzalez would make a killer match. I was thinking this, go, just give me that triple threat match. Give me those three women. But as it turned out, it turned out to all that brawl, with a talent fought to the outside, after Carl set with Zoe Stark on top, with to the outside, referee got, caught, uh, got control and forced wrestlers to return to the ring. Gonzalez saved Kai by taking the brunt of Shai's moonsault attempt. That allowed Carl to need to take the win with a roll-up on the genius of Sky. But Shai kicked out and hit another moonsault on Kai for the win. What were your thoughts on this This a great match? <laughs> this match was
1: really, really good. It was chaotic. Uh, I really thought all the ladies did a really good job of uh, implementing. Th- it was at, at one point, it just seemed like one. It was just one nice, one big spot after the other, one uh, big moment. You know, I love uh, the athleticism that I really like that element of Stark and Shirai's team. I think they have like an ath uh, at, they had an athleticism advantage over the teams. Like they were probably the both teams, you know. Uh they were the only team where I thought both people could high fly and also, you know, do other things in the ring. And I thought that was a great element that they introduced into this match. And also, just again, we know how cool she is, but this match was kind of also about reestablishing just how great Io Shirai is, you know, kicking out and getting the pin at the end of the day. You know, uh, at the end at the end of the day, no matter what she's going for, she not not just stand up. Uh, like I I, I, I want to see what you think about this. The entire women's division as a whole has kind of lost a little bit ever since she fell off the top of the mountain, in just my opinion. And I think every time I get to see her wrestle, that's why it, it just shows me why because she's just so good. And it's, not, it's no it's no fault to any of the other ladies. I don't think it's anything they can do. EO is just that good. And I thought this well- was another match. They're showcased,
0: the it I agree. And I think the problem is, as well, when you've got such dominant champions in Gonzalez and even cross for the men's division, it's yeah. it's trying to build up challenges who are a serious threat. And when you've got EO, you go, Yeah, she definitely has, but you need to kind of build others up You're around her. You go, right. Who else is there? You know, it's, it's a bit like with the men's division, you go, Potential, but it just kind of needs to take it to that next level. And I think with with Zoe Stark, with EO, that kind of rub in, hopefully, maybe something from, from here. But I'm still surprised he was in NXT, you know. But then again, I'd much rather do something in NXT than being called up for one match and then just being lost on the main roster, you know. Um, yeah. But the closing sequence was this, was jaw-dropping. It was brilliant. Such a diverse division, even from experience. You know, you talk about Zoe start just starting to someone who's been wrestling like Candice Ray for, so- you know, a couple of decades now. It is amazing. Uh, we get Karen Cross getting wiped out backstage by Johnny Gagano, crashing him to garage door at the Performance Centre. There's a black shirt, hold Cross back. He screams, oh, this is how it's going to be? You're a dead man, Johnny. And then we get a video package about the 2019 NXT Breakout Tournament when we come back. This is the form I said, the tournament will return in two weeks. Um, Bekezi Mintel interviews Bronson Reed, and he said, if it wasn't for that tournament, he wouldn't have gotten it to the North American title in 2021. Hit Row interrupts and further reminds him that they're both in it. Top Dollar says Bronson Reed is scared. Dollar King, all you will do is talk. If you're the champion and say, Well, you put the title on the line tonight against me, and Reed says, You got it. Um, and then we see Cross is pissed. And when the NXT champion recovered, he stomped to the ring and demand of Johnny resting facing while Kagana walked out alone. Austin Fury jumped cross from behind. Um well, unfortunately it didn't work work because Cross recovered and knocked them both out of the ring. Cross slams Kagana into the pector glass repeatedly, rips apart the still steps, black shirt cross, Fent for doing whatever he had in mind. Kagana hits Cross with a super kick, smell Jason gets in Cross and Cross says you're doing a hell of a job, Joe. He leaves and don't mind. It's up next we go to commercial. Um, is jo- Johnny turning face? I mean, he's got to be, hasn't he? Oh, definitely. Oh, especially uh, with the the antics
1: of a Cross because Cross, honestly, I don't see how you can I don't see how anyone can not see all of the signs of someone who needs severe anger or just like the best anger management. <laughs> Like oh my goodness, the littlest thing ticks him off to a level like to where his face turns red. I I, you know I get it, I understand he's all do death and doom, but man, does does he get like to the extreme level of angry so fast? But I think their dynamic, uh, you know, makes him. And I also like that I think what Gargano was doing or some of the things he was saying across. Uh, was similar to what Adam Cole did, but it was different also because, uh, you know, a lot of the things that he does and the way he, the character that he's playing feels just different, you know? And maybe it's because he makes us laugh and we kind of just felt, we we also, everyone except Indy, I mean, everyone except Candace right now is basically, uh, you know, a highlight of the show in a great way and not necessarily in a way that makes you want to boo either, any of them. Yeah. And even, and you know, and even in that, is not that bad because she's part of the way so we just all love the way and I think that element plays a factor also but Cross's work as this whatever it is he's just entitled or what you know whatever it is that's going on with Cross's character that makes him you know not only so angry but just like he doesn't want to be uh told what to do you know all of those thing elements that that Cross character that Cross's character possesses has helped it feel
0: like a, uh, a turn. if you- Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. We see the charging phone batteries now up to 61% for those keeping track. Garner Fury are fleeing the building to avoid the Wrath of Cross. And Fury says that was the best super kick I've ever seen. Uh, meanwhile, winning Regal made Bronson Reed versus Swerve Scott official as tonight's main event. And now Diamond Mind have arrived. Roger Strong is going to represent the faction for a one on one match uh, against Asher Hale. And way back, he's explaining who Hideki Suzuki is. His strong works over Hale on the ground. Back elbow from strong, jumping knee. Strong applies submission. Hopefully, for the in Hale, And he quickly taps Michael Bim. and says, Darn mine is over for business. And this is just the beginning, baby. And then we see Cameron Grimes headed to the ring as we head to a break. Um, did we really need Roderick Strong, you know, in a match to go? We know what he can do, you know? <laughs> like,
1: right. I, I agree. I agree 100% there. It didn't really... Especially in this match against, like we know, like that's a, just 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 as simple as that. We we have experience seeing what Roderick can do in the ring, so it's 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 much better in my opinion, or it would have been much better to try to put Tyler in that, uh, you know, to uh let Rust or uh, you know, let him show more what he can do. Cause I honestly believe that's what this Diamond Mine should be all about, uh, you know, also because I love Roderick Strong as the guy right now, but if you can turn this camp of some sort into uh, a prodigy creator, man, I think that would be a great element, especially when you call it Diamond Mind. It's based off the whole Diamond in the Rust thing that they have going on with Tyler Russ. So it would have been a, a better move, in my opinion, to put him there for that squash match. But, you know, I, I guess they were just trying, they're just trying to continue to establish them all. Together or established diamond mind. So I guess I can understand it, but yeah, Rust made more sense for that spot.
0: Well, up next we have Cameron Grimes coming out on fire. He's on fire, baby. Using the crowd excitement behind him. Murray Sterling was not ready for the passion the technical savage showed. He hit the cave in to put himself back on the winning track. But LA Knight interrupted the celebration to talk Grimes. The crowd booed Knight, so Grimes challenged Knight to a match for the million dollar Championship. The champion agreed. Only if Grimes becomes his personal butler if he loses and this rivalry is only getting started isn't it <laughs> really that's the beautiful thing about it
1: yeah i mean we we i think we called it once he lost that ladder match that just the chase and the chase is completely on i love the different elements because like you know it's, it's one thing to know that at some point maybe grimes will will, will get the title but it's another thing to to add the element of the butler to add all of these stipulations into everything that that's going on. And I think uh, that this storyline is, uh, it started off as like a secondary, like, you know, no untitled storyline it's added a belt to it. It's just, it's just been, it's just grown completely. It, it started with a DBSI Grime storyline that led to this. So it's just funny that when you think about what this story, the story's origin and where it is now, Man, what a what a progression! And yes, it has a long way to go. I believe. I, I don't think the payoff. I think the payoff is going to take time, and I can't wait for.
0: It. Yeah, well, the thing is, is that um, L. A. Night, like I said, is such a piece of shit hill, and yes. Grimes is just getting that momentum <laughs> behind him. They don't mind their roles. And another thing I liked well, Sterling, who lost the match, um, he was one that made a comment about Grandpa Ted in the car park the week previously. So it's yeah. not like Grimes beating a jobber, yeah but actually made more sense. And I don't think it's a little things like that if you pick them up that, you know, it, it makes the story even more, you know, like in a weird way. Uh, but Indy Hartman, Candice Frey interrupts an interview. Mackenzie Mitchell's talk to Zoe starting in you know, shy Candice Frey said, I watch my back. If I were you, Zoe, you know, tends to be a sore loser. And she said, Candice, you've never beaten me next week. We will become champions. You can't argue with that. And cool. Carl's headed to the ring. He promised to bring his best in the match. And Cole just did against Gashida. Former NXT champion walked out to pick a fight this Joe walked out with officials to make sure it did not get physical early. Cole tried to bait O'Reilly, even bring up his wife. Kyle O'Reilly didn't rise to it and called Cole pathetic. The former champion took a swing at Joe on his way out. And O'Reilly locked Cole in a hill hook. Joe waited a little bit longer than expected <laughs> to get officials to break up the submission. I say a little bit longer. I mean I mean you could probably go into a little bit more detail. <laughs> like <laughs> a little bit longer. He li-
1: <laughs> <laughs> he sat he stood there and watched it a good two to three, four minutes before he decided to leave. And then he said, Okay, all right, all right, let's get them off of him. <laughs> let's protect the, the match. <laughs> but uh, let's let him, let's make them feel it a little bit first. I, I love it. I love it. It's, it's like, you know. Uh, especially since Adam Cole did, did whatever he did, he could do to try to get under Joe's skin. It just made so much sense. Like, why would I rush to stop this? Like you deserve it. You, you you know, you gotta, you're all in this man's face. Like I love the, and also the hatred there. I love that, you know, that it, it's where it needs to be, especially after the, uh, uh, the unsanctioned match and everything they had been through up to that point. I just love, I love, I, that's another great thing about the segment, everything they said beforehand was just perfect if you see what I'm trying to say from a storytelling element because it shouldn't be nothing but no respect should be uh even left for either one of those guys based on what they've been through so far so uh I, I just love that and uh yeah the segment as a whole continuing to to poke the Samoa Joe you know is what Adam Cole is, is was doing and it, it just worked perfectly the way that segment ended. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, we've seen him set up with Adam Cole, with Pete Dunn, and obviously carrying Cross. Uh, but going back to Cole and Kyle. I would say I'm more team Cole than Kyle. What about you? How would you? Who would you favor in this one?
1: Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I think Cole has been on uh, has been on fire not only since returning, but honestly, as much as I like Kyle around, I don't think he's anything. Uh, I don't. I love him in the ring. Also, it's just it's 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 tough in my opinion mm. for. A guy like him who he has personality, but it's more of a sarcastic type personality. But it's not that that you know when you see here Adam Cole speak, when you see him in the ring, he is a star. If you see what I'm saying, and I don't know, I'm, I'm always a little iffy with Kyle, even though I love the way he works, I love his work, but is he does he have a the star power of Adam Cole? I don't think so, and that's why I'm team Cole.
0: And I think that is what Kyle's problem is uh in NXT at this moment in time. But we see the charge of batteries up to seventy one percent. Hit rose backstage pumping up Swerve for his North American title shot. Top dollar says let's get this money and let's get out of here. Swerve says Bronx tonight you're gonna find out why Swerve is different. And then we've got Zale and Boa versus Mercedes Martinez and Jake Atlas. Tian Shah's entrance is Awesome. Mei Yang then rose up from a frame at the top of the chair, at the top of the ramp. Martinez was distracted, our lead to hit with a suplex and a spinning heel kick. Martinez kept his shoulder up instinctively, but the referee had to call the match. And uh, to be fair, the, to be fair though, that super kick at the start looked fucking vicious. Let yes. alone, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm looking at it going. I, I Fuck agree hundred
1: percent. I watched the first one and I couldn't believe that she was okay. And then the second one, I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, stop this match, please, yeah. because she, she didn't get her hands up. I don't, she could have been concussed before the last. Who knows? It was just, it was scary, but man, did it make Ziya Lee look like a killer, you know? Especially yeah. <laughs> doing it to someone like Mercedes, who is established as, you know, a badass in her own right. So, you know, it really did wonders, in my opinion, for the Ziya Lee character whether it was done, you know, purposely or not. Also, I must say that based on, if you remember, when we found out about T.N. Shy, just uh, their progression since the whole origin story <laughs> and how we kind of <laughs> laughed them out of the room, I have to give uh, Triple H and whoever's been coming up with ideas and producing props because they feel way more legitimate. If you see what they feel, not just more, but they just, they they progressively have gotten more and more legitimate and that, that the weird backstory that's funny kind of has took a back seat because they haven't have they haven't given her any Alexa Bliss powers or anything. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's just really still been focusing on building Zale and now Bo. So I really like what T and Shaw has are, are starting to become as the weeks have went by.
0: Yeah, well Mercedes suffered a concussion, has been released from the hospital as we speak. And uh, this was a little bit distressing because you always worry when they, they don't show it, you're thinking oh yeah. fucking hell hang on this is actually serious like because it's when they zoom in on it and then you see uh you know you go oh okay this is just it's like of riley right. thing you know what i mean when they release the footage on social media of his seizure you go i don't think this was real but uh right <laughs> <then> again, <laughs> it's, it's 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 then and abouts but we see bronson reed working out backstage and then we get the dangerous bastards facing off with of him chumper put himself and to be thatcher over some men's best suited to hold the NXT Tag Team Titles while MSK demanded respect from the veterans. Nash Carter punched Chump in the face to almost start a brawl, but Blackheart told Carter he got that one for free. Chump (laughs) promised next week to take the gold. Um, A lot of build-up for Great Makeup Bash, but this should be good. Both uh, a strong shout to win. And we get the Dangerous Bastards throwing chairs again, which I always think of you now, (laughs) every time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. I think it's an underrated element
1: of every promo they ever do. They butcher those poor (laughs) chicks. It's like I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me who who cares about the circumstances I sit on.
0: <laughs> Think of the chairs, God damn, like we we'll start a petition. But Chumper is so scary, and the kiss on the cheek as well. Yeah, which kind yeah. of like you go? People go, oh, we kissed him a cheek. You go, no, you fucking kissed him on the cheek. Like he's in trouble now. Yeah. <laughs> That's a terrifying. You don't want him to do to do that. <laughs> that
1: is terrifying coming from from Chumper. <laughs> I love idea. this segment, though. You know, besides the fans, kind of. You know, kind of, even though I guess I kind of understand it because the Dangerous Bastards are awesome. Like, I get it. But at the same time, you know, the fans were definitely not on MSK side. <laughs> but, yeah, the segment as a whole was really well done. And I was, I was excited for that tag title, man.
0: You know, his night match next week in interview and she wants his thoughts on a breakout tournament. He says the winner will go on to face the champion of their choosing. Sarai so interrupts and says she wants a match with Tony Storm and he'll take it under consideration. And then we see Gagano through he didn't really leave after all. They tried to attack Harry Cross as he got to his car, cross recovered and locked Gagano in a cross jacket there and say something funny now after he slumps to the ground and leaves in his car with Scarlet. Joel, Joe pulls Gagano up by the collar and says, perhaps you pushed Cross too far tonight. He announces recap the car for next week before our main event. I could say, I mean, Cross got in the car and looked to, to drive it. <laughs> I mean, maybe at Gagano, but Joe was there. I mean, I, I guess that was the point, but there was, I mean, what were your thoughts on, on vehicular assault, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's such a good point. Like, <laughs> you already choked the man out in the street. Like, you haven't done enough. And now, and, and, and what I like, the only thing I will say is, is that it's funny how, how evil Scarlett sounded because she was like, come on, let's do it. Do it. <laughs> <Get in. laughs> what, is, what is wrong with you? <laughs> it's just wrestling. That's again, back to my anger management point. <laughs> <laughs> like I get it. He jump, I understand. I understand that the tag and he talks a lot of mess. He's little, so he shouldn't be such a loud mouth. Maybe that aggravates you. But God, you go to. Like you said, vehicular you, vehicular assault, he was laid out. That could be vehicular homicide, or, you know, if he just laid out on the road. And then he crosses, I'm sorry, he gives me vibes of a guy that is not just going to run him over once. He's going to reverse it. What? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Roadrunner. Yeah, but I, I was I was shocked. I couldn't believe they were going to go that far with it. But, of course, with the Samoa Joe element again. So I, I understood it, even though I didn't really think it was necessary. But, you know, it was
0: cool. I love it if Regal, uh, Regal was like, right, we're going to get Dr. Shelby in. And you're going to hug <laughs> it out. Right, <laughs> Carrion? You've got anger issues. You need to sort it out. Uh, I, I doubt that will happen. Well, our main yeah. event was Bronson, Bronson Reed, the North American champ. Versus as uh, Swerve Scott. Hit Road watched closely as Scott tried to find an early edge against the power and strength of Reed. However, the Colossal One was too much for him early. Splash off the top ropes, Dave Swerve forced him to escape to the apron. Ashante the Adonis attacked Reed behind the referee's back. The Colossal One responded by sending both Top Dollar and Adonis through the screen at ringside. The distraction allows Swerve to hit the house call, followed by a flash for the win. Your new North American champion, Azir Swerve Scott wow, what are your thoughts on this? Man, I was
1: so shocked. Like, it was just like, we were, I just remember everyone being emotional about, you know, I remember telling you just like how much I enjoyed the story of the, you know, Brunson Reed was coming close to winning the North American championship. And then, you know, he finally gets it. And now, you know, man, what's next for Reed? And then he immediately loses the championship in fashion that I'm not a big fan of. I didn't like the track, but by the way, Top dollar, whoa, what a bump. Man. <laughs> he 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 hauled ass into that over, you know, into that through that barricade. And, you know, it was just, oh man. I, I like that that spot a lot. So it definitely popped me. But when that when I saw that it was just setting up that finish, you know, I was a little bit, you know, disappointed. But at the same time, I was happy because I I do I also believe this is great because we've been talking about this for a while, about how we can just see. The swerve future, he was definitely going to be a champion of some sort, and North American champion seems to be the uh, the first stop for him. And I think this also does a great job of setting up Hit Row as you know as a, a faction to be taken seriously when it comes to picking up titles. So who knows what's in the future for uh, the entire faction now? Uh, so I liked it from that element, but Bronson Reed dropping the title so fast after that great moment. I was shocked, and I immediately was looking for rumours to where was Bronson Reed going to the main roster.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and this is the problem. Uh, Bronson Reed was on main event with Karen Cross, and then him losing does kind of ruin it a bit, I suppose. But right. then you think to yourself, well, you know, Johnny Johnny Gagano and Cross going to fight soon, what's going to happen there? But there was something about Swerve that, even as he's making his entrance, I just couldn't take my eyes off. Like, I can't remember the last wrestler. And I don't yeah. know what it is about it, but it's just... My eyes are transfixed to him, and it's just I don't know if it's the look or the scowl, but like we talked about, the Hill Swerve and anybody deserving a championship. Yes, Reed uh, losing is a shame, but Swerve picking the uh, win up for Hit Row is excellent. And it's, then we move on to his oh,
1: attitude. For me, you know, I, I think that's what I – it just translates through the, through the camera. His attitude, and also I think it's also a little bit of his catchphrase. It works. He's been telling you he's just different, and I think that's why you can't keep your eyes off
0: him. <laughs> and I, it's it's crazy. I'm really digging him at the moment. Uh, we move on to the July 6th edition next year. Of course, great American Bash. We get a beautiful intro video with Dusty voice doing a preview of what to expect tonight. And, of course, the set looked ace as well with the Statue of Liberty. Uh, what were your thoughts on the intro video and the setting? I know it's the same place, but I think they still did a good job.
1: Yeah, I, I really... Exactly. I think they've done a great job, honestly, with a lot of the sets of just kind of sprucing up the CWC, making it fit. So I really like the look of this. It really uh, fit that great American bash tone, you know, it was right around that uh, time. I think I had liquor in me, so it probably looked even better, you know, because, you know, I was it it was pretty it it was way after Independence Day. But, you know, sometimes that celebration lingers. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was a, a nice look. And they they've just they've done a really good job. Sometimes you can't even tell they're just in the same arena, and that's one thing I gotta give them props on, because they obviously are in the same. They've done a great job of making those uh, sets look distinct.
0: I think without a doubt, well, our first match is M.S.K. the tag team champions versus Dangerous Bastards. And the veterans overhauled MSK with an in-ring acumen. It was a distraction earlier. Early, especially in the hands of Timothy Thatcher. When Tommaso Chumper got involved, he physically embarrassed Nash Carter. Carter Wesley slowly gained some energy, getting physical and intense with the challenges. Lee kicked out of a powerful backbreaker from Chumper, Then MSK began to build momentum. The two teams up the black Blackheart hitting a senton bomb and a corkscrew senton for a near fall. Chumper responded with a fairytale ending. Then two for Timmy locked in the ankle lock. Chumper tried to stop Carter from interfering, but was knocked into Thatcher. This up, Lee, for an inside cradle for free to, to start, survive the veteran challenges. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Let I mean, we talk about MSK got a few haters. They got no reaction to that hot tag either. <laughs> like, yeah, no. it, it, insane,
1: right? I can't believe... I don't understand really what it is. that that, that I don't know why. But, man, I think their match output do, do not match the reactions they're getting because they are really, really good at wrestling. And I think they are... I don't know. I I don't know how you can argue with them being the best team in NXT, uh with just what they've been able to do anytime they have a, a match. So the the hatred that they receive from what I don't know what it is, the NXT universe just has not warmed up to I mean oh not NXT the CWC crowd just has not warmed up to them at all because that's not full sale or whatever. So uh I don't know what it is. I'm not sure, but I don't I I think you worded that perfectly when you said they survive the dangerous battle. Maybe it's just the love for what Thatcher and Ciampa uh, are doing, or just the love for Ciampa, because we know how great he is. But they've been getting this even when they're not fighting someone like that. So I don't understand it, and I don't think it's deserved. But I do think that you pointed out, when you when you said they survived, that was a great way of uh, talking about it. But That's basically what happened. It was just a, a great match all the way. What I basically expected, one of my favorite uh, tag matches from Thatcher and Champa so far in their in their run together, you know that's this is right up there with what they just did with GYV. So I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, so uh, yeah, I think I think this was really good, you know. Uh, and the, and the champions probably should have retained because I'm not sure that Thatcher and Champa uh, are quite there yet. Maybe they are to some people, but I don't know. I don't think they 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 need the belt. I don't think they need the belt. That's what I mean. I don't think they need it.
0: They don't need it, but I think. They- Deserve it eventually, you know, especially oh, yeah. when we're yeah. seeing it. Wesley's such a talent as well. And this was a very WWE way of ending the match. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But the, I mean, a, like, literally, like a drinking game, anybody listening to this, time a WWE <laughs> match ends in a roll up, take a drink, you'll be pissed after an hour <laughs> of raw, basically. Like, it is incredible what they do. Uh, anyway, the battery's out to 91%. We see footage of Adam Cole and Kylie Riley arriving early, safe for going to Samoa Joan, winning Regal in the ring. We've seen how Jolly Garner has antagonized Cameron Cross. It's clear it's not going to end well. I demand Jolly Garner, Cameron Cross, come to the ring right now, please. He did say, please. Garner answers his request and comes down to the ring. Uh, Johnny Wrestling Cross walks alone, no Scarlett NXT title around his waist. The NXT General Manager announced Cross versus Garner for the NXT Championship next week with Joe as the special guest referee. Despite warnings for Regal, Johnny Wrestling continues to talk the NXT Champion. The famous submission test barely stopped Cross from laying out Gagano again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hopefully Joe can cost Cross, maybe. And so does Johnny as he cheered Joe as breath. That is just, I love it. I love it, you know. It's
1: so smart, you know what I mean. You don't see it often. Usually, when they do the special guest referee, uh, it seems like no matter who the the two guys are, usually indifferent unless it's someone that you have a, a feud with. And this is the first time I ever seen someone get popped. Like, you know, oh yeah, I like that guy's referee. <laughs> it's just hilarious. To see, Uh, it's just smart also. It's just smart. Again, the little things that Gargano do that not only establish him as hilarious, but it's smart. He's not, it's it's funny. Like theory makes me laugh because of how stupid he acts. Gargano (laughs) is so clever and it makes me laugh. And I I, I like that element too. And I I just loved everything about this segment. I think this is the segment in particular that I I was talking about earlier where he kind of said things similar to what Adam Cole said, but it was completely different it wasn't as self-centered, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was more yeah. so as bring, as, as ta- trying to bring down Cross instead of being more like Adam Cole, who was bringing down Cross while upping himself. And, you know, so I, I really like that element, and I I just love everything Gargano has been doing. If anyone deserves a shot at the World Championship, Gargano has unlimited ch- title shots in my mind. I don't see how he – you can't go wrong with Gargano in the title, match.
0: All right, Gagano's line as well will say, it's funny you mentioned my wife's pants because you couldn't lace up my wife's boots. Again, <laughs> like, you know, little things that you go. And I mean, Cross looked pissed as well. There's no doubt about that. Uh, talk about people that are uh, pissed off. Kushida is annoyed that he and Carla were jumped by the diamond Mind. The diamond Mind may be open, so Kushida is ready. Looks like they're setting up a tag team match there. video package for LA Knight, the champion versus Cameron Grimes. Million dollar belt on the line. Grimes will be Knight's personal butler. If he loses, and Cameron Grimes closed on L.A. night out of the ring after a crossbody, body technical savage almost picked up a quick bit. The two went back and forth when Knight had to try and slow Grimes down to stay in the fight. Grimes kicked out of a farmer's carry slam and a suplex stay in it, causing Knight to grow angry and grab the winning dollar championship. The referee stopped it and the chaos that followed led to the technical savage hitting a poison runner for a near fall. Knight planted Grimes outside with a DDT on the championship, outside the referee's vision, nearly getting a count-out win. When the technical savage got in the ring, he stumbled right into the BFT, Ooh. which put him away. Great man, and good stuff. So much good stuff in this match.
1: I mean, I really enjoyed this match. Like, uh, along with the underlying story that they have going on here. And I honestly, though, the only thing that took away from this match, and and this is just me being, and maybe that's just like I said. Sometimes you realize maybe you just watch too much wrestling over the years. It is rare. That the heel would end up being the butler in that scenario, if you see what I'm trying to say, or in, or get the, the embarrassing thing, it is it can happen. But I think in this point in the story, I think it was it was no way that grind, I mean that uh knight was gonna lose that match. So you know, I, I that's just from my thought process because it's just too early in the story to have to embarrass the heel. And uh, but the babyface, oh yeah, of course. And uh, either way it goes, though, I thought the match was great. And it was the right amount of heartbreaking because, again, I can't believe that scumbag LA Knight, you know, know, got out of, you know, got out of, you know, losing this championship again to grab or losing to grab again. And I thought that was another uh, great element.
0: Yeah, I think that the reaction when Grimes wins will be spectacular. This is one of the yes. best stories this year, and Grimes is so agile. We we touched on this in the last update, and now I've, well, now I've noticed it. It's like you know he is really really agile. Actually, and he's too confused for ages. It's classic Hill versus babyface, top facials and selling. Also, love the story with the belt outside as well. Because you're thinking, oh, we didn't get it out of the way properly. No, it was set up to be used later. Right. And then I said, "I hope you bought your plunger. I hope you bought your cleaning products. I've got a look. Lots of work <laughs> for you." Uh, backstage, Kai and Gazala are angry at Blackheart and the Moon. Ember is a little that won't die. And Shotzi, Green Hair, Troll Doll were we'll put on a shelf before. Next time, it will be for good. And then the NXT Breakout Tournament competitors. We're going to see who's going to be the next breakout star. We've got Trey Baxter, Carmella Hayes, Andre Chase, Josh Briggs. Jiro, uh, Joe Gacy, Odyssey Jones, Duke Hudson. Uh, the opening round begins next week on Tuesday night with Jiro and Duke Hudson. I'm picking Trey Baxter in this one. Uh, I picked it before I actually had a, made it made a look uh, to see all of them because I think technically I would have probably gone Odyssey Jones, but who are you going to yeah. go? For? I'm going to I'm going to say Trey Baxter. I think you
1: took you took my Odyssey Jones is who I'm thinking uh, for. Uh thinking of i think he uh from what i from what i'm familiar with the few things i've seen him do in the past he's been uh really really uh he was really good uh i'm trying to remember god, like, anyway besides that i'm picking him i think uh not only is, is his look i can't wait i think this would be a great time to showcase to the world what he can do as a character even though i am interested in my guy uh ike oh my god come on now with the jacket on Come yeah. on, man. Yeah, it would have been nice if you know, keeping the jacket on, winning the whole tournament. I always knew he probably wasn't on win, especially once I found out who he's facing. But <laughs> still, yeah. uh, I'm definitely interested in his character, though. But, uh, yeah, I, I also have to say, I really love just the look of everyone in the tournament. I think the future is, you know, I can't, you know, I'm not familiar with everyone, but everyone's look and what, what it seemed like when they were introduced, uh, it just, I, I can't wait to get to know a lot of these guys and figure out uh, what's next for for them. And you know, like we saw, they did a great job in the promo the week before showcasing just how Bronson Reed or you know Cameron Grimes, you know what I mean. A lot of people that we're talking about all the time every week on NXT was in this tournament. So uh, I really love that element of the uh, tournament, you know, too. And I think that that make that means that makes these matches mean a lot more just based on just how much we've seen guys from that tournament been you know what they've been able to do swerve now included you know what i mean grab uh you know read Swerve, so yeah i i'm i couldn't wait for the i can't wait to see how the tournament goes uh as it continues
0: well that's that and the thing is as well only one of them from the last you know breakout tournament is not around and that's the guy that actually won it ach you know he had his problems with wwe right. Every, yeah. everybody else there has become a big part of nxt so this should be quite exciting you know we can look back in a couple of years time and go well look at these guys now you know right. main event in takeovers and this is where it kind of got started uh speaking of the man who main event takeovers adam cole was getting taken up backstage in preparation for his match against Carlo riley but another top match coming up it's the way the chance versus zoe stark and eo shy for the women's tag team titles Indy wear razor ramon custom gear which you've just got to love you know it's this thing with Austin Fury and Johnny Cagano, but Indy Hartwell's just so entertaining as well. Uh, we see earlier this match Indy Hartwell dumps, though, start to the floor, start out to fight through to eventually get attacked to EO, who found herself face to face with Candice. The genius guy caught the point, was picks with a tie kick and a springboard drop kick. The Ray responded by trapping Shy, and the Gagano escaped. Hartwell stopped start from interfering with Dexter Limits' silence, but the genius guy rolled through to safety. The lights went out as a recent battery vignette reached percent. And Tegan Knox appeared on the ramp smiling. This actually the poison pixie loan Stark to take out Hartwell with a knee for the win. Uh Knox sent Larray running. And yes, in this all this going on with the shenanigans, we have new <laughs> NXT Women's Tanks. Tag Team Champions. Zoe Stark and Shy. Uh, what are your thoughts? I was I was very, very shocked because again, we
1: love the way here. Of course, I want I, that reign could last forever because just like I said, they were so entertaining. Uh, and it's funny that that happened the, the way it happened, the way it happened with EO, the throne and Candace, you know, kind of again, you know, Candace finally is a champion and look who takes it from her. I like that element of it also. Uh, And then again, I want to I have to point this out. And, you know, this is due to, of course, the, the seriousness of her injury. I had literally for that just shows how long we've been doing it. I almost I forgot that Tegan Knox was involved with Candace LeRae before that you know i it flashed in my head the vignettes with the the whole you know and johnny being so uh, adamant about a television <laughs> i do remember it now i remember it now but like it, it took me a while to like oh yeah that did happen you know and i think that of course they have a lot to do with how serious uh and how you know the lengthy time that you have to take after another acl injury but it was great to see her back and it was a nice you know, nice. I love the continuity there. So the segment as a whole was cool. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm shocked that we had new tag team champions, but it was one of those pleasures. So
0: yeah. Well, yeah, fair play is, yeah, fair over for getting the pin as well. You know, it could have been quite easy exactly. for you to get it there, and you a lot to process. But first time winning gold in NXT as well. Yeah, there's a lot going on, but fair enough. And then Riley's warming up backstage. We get teased for the Hit Road Championship celebration via Rafa. And then we see Tony Storm says he gets in a ring with Kazaz. she become champion. She also says Sarai's making a huge mistake challenging her. I've won more matches in Japan than she's had hot dinners. The answer is no. I bet if she was doing that competition against me, she would lose. Anyway, meanwhile, during a commercial break, Dexter Loomis carried Indy Hartwell to the back, and Hartwell was nearly in tears, and so was Beth. So that is still going on there. We'll <laughs> touch more on that next week. Then we see Hit Row decided to have a unique championship celebration with the championship cypher where Shant Lee Adonis as a DJ, B-Fab and Top Dollar dropped some bars to prepare for the main event. <laughs> Is it as well, Scott? See how hip I am. The new XC North America champion did not take a breath. As he made clear, he only continues to deliver on his promises. Hit Row wrapped together to end this establishment. This was only the beginning. And I've got to tell you the same. At first, you're not sure, and then at the end of it, you're going, Hit Row. <laughs> Hit Row. You're like, Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs>
1: I also wanna add that anytime you have to tell tell anyone you're hip, you're not hip. I'm just letting you know that right now. <laughs> anytime you have to reestablish your your hipness,
0: hey, you're not yeah, I'm, I'm down sorry. with the kids. I'm down you. I'm fleek. Yeah. Oh, no. oh, I've been uh, shook. Yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how how do you go from out how do you go from you went from one version of outdated by saying fleek and <laughs> this. Shook is okay. That's outdated. People saying that since the nineties. You're not helping your case. But anyway, (laughs) uh, the cipher itself, I love. That's that's something that you can always attach to hit row. And if they continue, not say they have to freestyle all the time or you know rap for us as much as possible. Because I know how wrestling fans are. (laughs) Any music, I don't care if it's good or bad. If it's out there, it's probably annoying some fan. <laughs> because we, we, a lot of us are just here for wrestling and all that. And I get it. But I love this because it's a distinct thing that you will always know this for. They, will, they are, you know, rappers or whatever, however you want to, uh, you know, label it. I love their swagger, the attitude with it. And then, like you said, whether you, you know, pay attention to what they're actually saying or not, by the end of it, you're like, okay, I like this, you know, and you, you, of course you have no that, and I, I didn't really think about it. That the chorus of that theme song is very, very catchy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, bro, uh,
1: I like that. I I got it too. I'm like I'm in my in my room, you know. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> so I really enjoyed it uh, from, from from that standpoint, and also it's different. Anytime you anytime WWE or any wrestling company is doing something that's different to me. And in a different way, I can enjoy We have a lot of people who are trying to do it. I know a lot of people say John Cena, but I promise you, you know, I get it. You know, but I can go even further back to say any people who are rhyming. A lot of people rhyme in their promos in the past. So, you know, it just depends on how you want to look at it. But, you know, I, I like Max Castor when he does it. You know, he's very disrespectful. He reminds me more of John in the way he does it. Uh, but I really love this, the distinctness, like to have an entire faction. You know, of course, mine is Adonis, you know, but because he's not he doesn't really rap much. But even that DJ element,
0: (laughs) he's literally me It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yo. Yo. (laughs) Tell him money. Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh my God! But yeah, I love it. It's completely different, and that and that's anytime you're doing something that's different, I think you have a, a good chance of getting it over. And I think uh, from what I've from what I've seen, I enjoy pretty much so far everything they've been able to do.
0: Well, like I said, my, I've actually put it's different, which is good to see. So I completely agree. Like I said, different. Sometimes people go, oh, but that's what makes it better, or sometimes especially. Right. Is that you do try something else, you know? Um, we see Willie Regal backstage. It looks like Cameron Grimes. has a new occupation. we got Cole and Riley to go. She turns to Joe to ask about being a referee for Cosson Garno. He says, I can assure you, as enforcer, as long as I'm not provoked, everything should be okay. That being said, may the best man win. And then Adam Cole versus Kylo Riley. Two. And Adam Cole nursed a left knee injury from last week that forced him to start slow. But he matches Carla O'Reilly when his rival began to lay in shots while Carl O'Reilly hit hard. Cole hit hard, a with a backstabber for a near fall. He talked to O'Reilly, mentioning his wife. It's up, O'Reilly was, he got too aggressive. Cole bashed his left knee hard into the steel post, which left him um, hobbling. Cole and Carl O'Reilly found uh, every opening to do more damage. Locked in the knee bar, and Cole to crawl in pain to the ropes outside. Cole hit an emphatic Panama sunrise, but it was enough. Your former XC champion dodged his hit the last shot for a shocking near fall. O'Reilly blocked a Panama Sunrise with his bad knee. The pain to Carlo is worse than it was for Cole, He managed to hit the Panama Sunrise and the last shot to win. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Incre- I, I really liked the match. I, it was an incredible match. I, I don't really expect much less from these two. Uh, I, I think this is something that uh, I I I do have to say this. I and maybe I'm nitpicking, and maybe that's just the way wrestling is these days. But I will. I have. I must say that you know, come on, a, a Panama Sunrise to the floor. <laughs> like like you like that's the only. Sometimes the things that they are able to, you know, wrestlers are able to kick out of. It really surprises me. Like I remember, and this, again, here we go. Old man, card, James. Old man. <laughs> You remember when a pile driver was? It was it. That's it. That's all you need to do. The like it was, they they sold it like it was dealt a regular pile driver, and now you get the the destroyer of of, of some sort, the sunrise and to the floor, and you can find a way out of it. I you know that 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 does kill me a little bit sometimes, or at least maybe it kills the little kid in me who just remember the pile driver being. Or,
0: oh, yeah, you know, like a DDT. Yeah, exactly. Hold. You know, right. you show him, yeah, Buddy Piper's finish was a sleeper. Like, you fucking what? Like, no, seriously. Like, look, like, That's all he needs you know. to do? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, he, well, he didn't hit a 630 whilst he did it. No, no, he didn't. No, that, that no, was, no. no. Dumb, but. no.
1: <laughs> but other than that, I love the back and forth elements. I I thought the match did a a, a good job. I love Adam Cole, again, being the scumbag that he is, bringing up the man-wife, you know, of course. uh, I I like that element, and I I thought the right guy won. Adam Cole, I I don't know if he needed this victory after the unsanctioned match, but I will say that it just just kind of reestablishes what what I just mentioned earlier and what I felt, that Adam Cole is the guy, Out of those two, and even with Kyle O'Reilly being as good as he is, and yes, he is on, he can, I can consider him on Adam Cole's level, Adam Cole, but not quite, if you see what I'm saying. Like on his level in the ring, yes, but Adam Cole as a total package, no, he's on another level, and I think this match is another great example.
0: Well, uh, maybe, you know, so instead of O'Reilly maybe getting a definitive win, we get the kind of WWE style rubber match, which extends a feud, which you know, maybe people can say they need to extend it, but sometimes it'd be nice to go, no, Carl's a legitimate no. threat. He's just beat him two, two in a row. That's it. But obviously he can continue, and that's because of what they think about Adam Cole as much. It was much better than their takeover match, which, like you said, that kind of bordered on Donkey Kong ridiculousness of exactly. kind of smashing each other over the head. Um, it's still good stuff, but I don't think Cool Carl can be a top level player. Hopefully, yeah. prove me wrong. One thing I did notice about this as well—really strange to see the fans leave right after the final bell. I mean, as soon yeah. as that match was over, they were flooding out, and it was like I haven't seen this in a while. Oh, hang on a minute, yeah, it's the fans leaving, isn't it? Yeah, they're not employed, like they don't, <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to stand exactly. there and cheer, <laughs> like, you know. and that's a shocker. Yeah, that's a shot at AEW as well as NXT, everybody. All right, calm down. Um, right. So that is the episode, not bad. And then and then on SmackDown, uh, Shotzi and Knox debut. Uh, because oh. obviously, Vince, you know, Triple H must have pissed Vincent Mann off to go, <laughs> oh, you're building up those vignettes. Let me take her. And then they bring Shotzi up, not with her tag team partner, and make a new tag team. Or am I just being negative or not? No, I, I
1: 100% agree with you. You know, uh, I I literally was programmed. I, I've been programmed uh, watching and it. It just again, I think it it shows how much the people who the decision makers like Vince, how much they actually watch. I guess because I don't know if they understand how if you watch everything that they put out, how that can kind of not only just confuse you, but just like like all right, why we, you know, it it feels funny. It's hard to like because like she was just. And uh, she was not just uh, you know taxing; she was taxing champions not too long ago with Ember Moon. And you know now, and don't don't even be started on taking the Black Heart off. Oh my goodness! (laughs) But (laughs) (laughs) you know, it it is what it is. That's just main roster business. I do think Shotzi is kind of in that. You know, maybe she. You know what? Shotzi is is weird to me because I feel like as a character, as for or what we know she can do um uh, she can be she definitely deserved that main roster spot uh but i do also believe that unlike you know for someone like eo who doesn't have anything left to prove in my opinion in nxt is still there i think chassi had a couple of, or had a, maybe a singles run that she could have you know took advantage of in nxt that she never really got like one to four is the title is what i'm trying to say so uh You know that that's another thing that kind of uh, knocked me off, and then then again, even with Tegan Knox, we didn't even really get a chance to get an actual match out of her moment with Candice LeRae. So you know it it was weirdly timed. But once I heard Vince McMahon was uh, at the Performance Center and watching it, I was just on notice that okay, we're gonna Triple H is about to get. You know, a lot of his, yeah, a lot of the stuff, stuff he's a t- establishing. Like I'm pretty sure he's writing out he's writing out shows and he just threw all his papers off the desk after that. Well, exactly, yeah.
0: It's <laughs> even <laughs> like it's just, it's even like the little ones like, Oh, I tell you what. Nah, I'm gonna put Tony Storm and Sarai <laughs> and then they're like, No, Tony Storm's coming soon as well to smack down like, like, you've, you've lost another one. Like, no, you right, you know, hey, <laughs> Uh, well, uh, uh, so we'll move on to our last episode of NXT, July thirteenth, We open with a graphic paint tribute to the late, great Mr. Wonderful Paul yeah. Doff. Uh, a complete legend. Um, and after we get video package of highlights of the Great America Bash last week, we get preview what's to come tonight. And our opening match is Edward Moon versus Dakota Kai. Kai hit the KO kick, followed by a spin out of DDT, but can only get two on the pinfall. Moon answered back with a Frankensteiner, but a rival recovered enough to plant Moon with a GTK for the win. So Moon on Rome doesn't look good, Monty. <laughs> it doesn't look
1: good. <laughs> <laughs> right? Immediately take her partner away and. Bam! Down the line, down the ladder she falls. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's crazy how how that worked out. I, I did like this match. Uh, the only thing I, I must say about the, the way that Dakota Kai did the uh, the kick, the the the, uh, the finish, uh, is that obviously Ember Moon uh, literally helped her <laughs> self kicked get, get in the face. So that's the only little thing about it but i thought the match was really really good but uh what happened after the match seemed to interest me a little bit more
0: well this is fine in parts but there's a couple of missteps kai picked up and press the win the lights go down and here lee marches to the ring where gonzalez and kai are waiting lee walks right up to gonzalez and demands the title shot gonzalez takes off the belt and says you want it you've got it lee walks yeah. away um, I don't know when the match will take place, but it appears it's been made pending William Regal's approval. Uh, so thoughts on this? Is this too soon? Is Gonzalez face? What's going on?
1: And and, and yeah, that that kind of throws. The, the, as far as character wise go, uh, I was definitely confused on what this means. I think they're confused because Raquel has kind of you know been on both sides of it, and like I guess you can kind of switch it up. Like when she fought when she fought Ember, you know she she went back heel, but like before that. You know, in the Mercedes, I think they were kind of having her face in that Mercedes uh, Martinez feud. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like she's jumping, you know, from from side to side, kind of. Or maybe you just want to say she's a tweener at this moment. I'm not sure as far as that goes. Zaya Lee, I would have liked her to get more, like, at least another storyline. But honestly, with who? Like, that's the only question now. Like, who else would they put her – like, who could they uh, establish her with right now that's not the champion? And, uh, and I, I was trying to, I was racking my brain trying to figure it out, especially with Tony Storm, you know, that news, like you just mentioned. So I, I was just trying to figure it out. And so I kind of understand it from that standpoint. But at the same time, I do agree it's probably a little too soon. What I really liked was Dakota Kai's body language also as Xia Lee walked right past her and, you know, challenged the champion. And you can just see it in Dakota Kai's face and body language that she's starting to get more and more uh, annoyed about getting ignored. And, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe I think moments like what we what we just saw there will be in the video package for that eventual Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez feud that I, I'm actually kind of, you know, like I said, they're poking, they're, they're slowly getting there. Maybe, you know, may, we'll see. Maybe it happens faster than I believe. But I think they're doing a really good job of teasing uh, decision.
0: Yeah, that, that is an excellent point. And I think back to it. then I'm glad you did, because like I said, it's the little things like that that we're seeing that's going to pay off. Uh, later on as well, and we get rid of a video package of Malcolm Bivens earlier today saying the diamond mine is over for business. Bivens makes an open challenge, and Bobby Fish interrupts to accept. Roderick Strong says, All right, Bobby, ain't seen you in ages, mate. As he said, <laughs> uh, You've you been I, no, he didn't. He says, After he's done with you tonight, Fish says, You think so? We'll see. Uh, we get Ickerman, um, Jiro promo where he come back. Don't let my good looks fool you. I'll kick your ass. He also tells us that Ikerman <laughs> means handsome in Japanese. Ikerman will be in NXT breakout tournament. Uh, not bloody likely, but wouldn't mind if he did. And then Cameron Grimes, <laughs> the butler. Mr. Grimes brings the doorbell at Knight's mansion for his first day on a job. Knight tells him to meet him out back and slams the jaw door. Knight forces him to get a haircut and a shave. Well, I say a haircut and a shave. It's, I mean, yeah. he, he tied it up. It wasn't kind of full on. And Knight thinks he's about... Yeah, it's shape up, Yeah, fair enough. It looks embarrassing in a suit, but Grimes is happy with his makeover and tells Knight he just said it's because he looks so good. Now, this is going to be awesome, isn't it?
1: <laughs> oh, it. man, I loved it. I Once I found out, once I saw, like, the attitude that Grimes was taking with it, kind of like a, ah, you know, it ain't nothing you can do to bring me down type of attitude. I'm still a millionaire. I'm still Cameron Grimes. I just loved it because that's it, right in line with his character, and it's just a perfect uh play on uh the, the butler, you know, you know, owner type of thing or like, you know, homeowner type of thing. So I, I liked it. I, I really, and I, I couldn't wait to see what was coming up because like you said, they team like just e- everything Cameron grounds touch. Like, like I said, ever since, like, even before that for me, but like, like you said, ever since that, that stuff with a uh, Loomis, he has just, it doesn't matter. Even if I, I'm pretty sure you can read some of the stuff on paper that he has to do and be like, ah, man, you know, this this may this don't sound like the best stuff. Yeah. And Cameron turns it into gold every time. So I, I really think he deser- deserves credit for it just seeming like how, no matter what they tell him to do, whether they're going to dress him up this way, make him do that, make him do this. He finds a way so far to make it work, especially in this new money man Cameron Grimes role.
0: Right. Alan, it's great to see people that can make things work. Unfortunately, this will not work because – versus Bobby Fish. And while Fish had rust feeling early on, Roger Strong distracted Fish and Rust, to detect on a chop block and a buzzsaw kick for the win. After Kushida ran down to make the safe or don't mind, could do more damage to Fish. Uh, so how about the feud? No one wanted. Strong versus Fish from the Undisputed yeah. Era. Um, yeah. This was passable, but using <laughs> Kushida for this, I am not fucking happy.
1: I agree 100%. I don't, I don't like it. I'd rather... I rather they just go right into the strong. Again, they don't really need to reestablish strong at all, you know. If, especially if it's not any bad blood there. like, what is the reason for him and Bobby Fish at this point to even have a like problem? Is it just, you guys were not included in that fallout, really? If you see what I'm saying, so I don't understand what's going on there. And I rather Roger Strong and Kushida just have a straight up feud, you know. I don't understand. Uh, the reasoning for that booking, especially when he's just coming again, what reason do you do you even other than the fact that they attacked Kushida first? What reason did Kushida even have to save Bobby? You know, it's just it's just weird, you know, uh, placement a lot. And I also just didn't like how, you know, well this is where I feel about it. way to build the hype, way to build the hype for Bobby Fish and Roger Strong having Fish lose in like under <laughs> two to three minutes, you know, three minutes. <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm oh yeah, I'm just really excited about that match against strong when he, you know, nice. loses to the to the you know the the what the prospect. He loses to the prospect. <laughs> so yeah. in three minutes. So like I, I I don't know. I don't know.
0: It was weird. But- no, it doesn't look good for fish. But we go backstage to Samoa Joe, giving Karen Cross the rules. Protect yourself at all times. Bay Michael Myers at all times. Do you understand, sir? I said, Do you understand? Cross said, I'm going to tell you what I understand. Screw me out of this match, and you'll be the one that'll be dealt with. Joel says, I'll take that as a yes. Uh, <laughs> we see the way arriving early, but Indy Hartwell stopping for some friendly advice about Dexter Lumas. me with Beth Phoenix. Sometimes in. You've just got to take a chance. <laughs> Beth should know the lucky girl. Uh, on to our next match. It's Gigi Dolan versus Saray. And Donan worked hard to prove herself against Saray, especially after Spy's arrival of Mandy Rose. However, all she did was find the beat of the Warrior of the Sum. With Roblox attempts, Saray answered back with a low drop kick and sees tuplex suplex for the win. I thought Gigi was having a hen night. I honestly did <laughs> when she was coming out. That entrance, <laughs> I agree.
1: Oh my God, she definitely looked a little a little sliver, I guess. <laughs> like she was she was all for something and looked for for a second. I don't know it. if that's part of the character or not, but yeah, I, I noticed it too. I have to say, Sarai and that that drop kick. Oh my God, It's like no one is ever ready for it. It's right on the chin. It was perfect, and it looks as good as, as you can get with that uh, with that drop kick. Uh, you know. So I really enjoyed that. I do want to say this though, when you had when you lose shots then Knox knocks and then Mandy Rose is what pops up. Man, again, Triple H had to throw his papers against the wall like that. Okay, so I give you that, and you give me Mandy Rose to work with. Okay,
0: that's a fair trade to
1: you, old man. To be
0: okay. fair, to be fair, at least it wasn't Dana Brooke. You know, like look, God, uh, yeah, well oh yeah fair negative yeah, that's, fair. But that's
1: very fair
0: we've given <laughs> we've given praise to uh zla we've given praise to obviously um a lot of women here but saray maybe needs a little bit of work on the the kind of cats and the development that we're oh, seeing yeah. at the moment but it was an okay match and then Santos saskar promo he's a swerved as a winner but he's very unlucky because he's got the one thing i want from bronson reed he's a guy left flunky. he's not the hit row he's cypher Espo says speaking of no class dex Loomis, he's a loser a loser in love and in a few minutes a loser in the ring let's do this and then we see duke hudson saying i'm not perfect but i've got to be close straight from adelaide six at five 270 pounds best back in the business you go ahead and call me the breakout champion the other seven won't mind you don't have a chance of winning anyway i've got to love say you. i'm digging i'm digging digging that there uh leading to dexter Loomis versus santos escobar the talk to jar is scared the former minutes Cruiseweight champion who gladly accepted repeated help Broken wild around Mendoza to save him. Steely facts repeated interference, including Mendoza pulling him out of silence. That score was allowed to win with the Phantom Driver. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, Santos needed Wing to look strong. I love it. But it was a time and place that didn't help. And Dexter, he used to be looked like he was going somewhere. You know. Yeah.
1: He's felt he's fallen completely off from that trajectory that he seemed to be on. I know they're trying to say, and maybe that's the story. You know, he, he's focused is, is off of wrestling right now because he's he's love. Uh, he, you know, he's he's love. He, he's in love, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. But you know, still, I do think he's you know, man, what a fall from grace. Uh, even though I I, I did like what the finish of this match kind of set up after the match. I must say this also that you know. Satoshi's definitely needed this victory, but it probably didn't have to come into the exp- at the expense of a guy like Loomis. So you know that's one thing I, I will say because like I agree with you, he was unstoppable. A while, you know, uh, at for a while, and seemed like he was on a trajectory to get title, get a title shot of some sort. But again, do, does a character like Loomis need a championship? I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't really know with that, you know, with that character of his that. Like, what is his intention? That's one thing that I will say is the downside, even though this character is extremely uh, different, and, and, you know, I love his dedication to the character, you know, as far as when it comes to winning matches and championships, when he doesn't really, he doesn't speak. So, like, how do you identify yeah. his in- you know, other than, you know, just him popping up out of nowhere? Uh, but, yeah, that's my two
0: <laughs> Well, we see Hit Row met Legala Del Fantasma at the ramp, making clear that Swerve was not afraid of Escobar. Uh, Beth Phoenix told Indy to take a shot and she found Luma's post-match and tried to carry him uh, but unfortunately <laughs> dropped him and then Candice broke them up but Indy was brilliant this story but does this story need to conclude soon? Have they strung it out enough now? Uh, you know,
1: I, I I do think at some point it's going to have to happen because at some point Indy a, after a while Indy is going to look kind of bad that she continues to ignore how Candice has outright you know, basically you know we call it we've we we have a couple of terms for what's going on in <laughs> this and in, and like what happened there we would say that Dexter Loomis got cock blocks <laughs> and she has been consistently doing it you know from the beginning she's basically the only thing kind of standing in their way so at some point Indy's gonna have to realize that and if they keep dragging it longer you know dragging it on I don't know how Indy does not look, you know, completely clueless and dumb. And maybe that's another part of it because we know that the way the Indian uh, theory are kind of like the children, while you know, while you know Gargano and uh, Larey have a, a parental role, parental role. But still, after a while, Indy, come on, you can. It's obvious. It's only one thing really stopping. Me, if you see what I'm saying at this point, so it needs to come to an end uh, soon, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I would have to agree with you there. Well, Wade Barrett interviews Carl O'Reilly. O'Reilly says, Wade, you know losing is part of what we do, losing is part of his life. What was the killer instinct? I don't know. I said I want my soul back. Now i wondering if I need it back. But I <laughs> say, you're saying you need to make some changes? And O'Reilly says, I can beat Adam Cole. I have beaten him. But what matters is how you walk through the fire. We can meet on the sidewalk or meet. Him. I'm just not the guy who can and will beat Adam Cole. I'm the guy who can and will finish Adam Cole. What the fuck was this? Yeah, I, it made it
1: made no sense. I I absolutely hated this segment. It's it's rare though. Like I, they usually do a really good job in those interview segments of making, it, you know, uh, uh, highlighting the wrestler's intentions or making, you know, what makes sense. And this is a this is a big not really a big moment, but it is kind of important for Kyle rider to establish himself, uh, in a way to where it makes sense. Because again, like we said, this character of his, that they they obviously think of him more than I think a lot of us who are watching think of Kyle O'Reilly. So in a promo like this, that is just confusing. And it doesn't like you've beaten him, but we are like, no, you really, you've beaten him, but it didn't really count. You know, he, he still has your number. So like, it, it just didn't make sense. I didn't really like it at all. And honestly, part of me is just like, I think you mentioned it. I was just like, can we just go ahead and just, all right, it's okay. We can say Adam Cole is better than Kyle O'Reilly. And Colorado still means something as a wrestler. He's just not as good as Adam Cole. We can leave it. I think it'd be better off if they just let Colorado does do something uh, separate from Adam Cole and establish himself in, a, in another way. You know, because yeah. he's just he's obviously not on Adam Cole's level. and this promo didn't
0: really help. No, I completely agree. It just didn't make a lot of sense for me. Uh, but we move on. And L.A. Nighttails Cameron Grimes to mow his lawn. Grimes said, you think this is a big lawn? No problem. Wait until I get on that bush hog. <laughs> Nighttails said, no, you're not going to do it. you're going to do with this little push mower. Uh, Grimes said, it should be a problem. My grandma used to chase me all through the this thing. <laughs> Nice, no, just get it done before I come back. Grimes says, no problem, sir. Meanwhile, Indy Hartwell tries to get uh, Lubas to the bat, as we said, tripped to the rank, fell on top, trying to kiss him. And then the NXT breakout tournament Duke Hudson versus Ickerman Jiro. And of course, we said Hudson from Adelaide, Euro, House from Tokyo, Japan. Hudson was overconfident early, and Jiro took advantage. He sent Hudson reeling out the ring, following Hudson's account to a his edge. However, Hudson's power was too much for his rival, who fell to the boss man slam and yeah. what were your thoughts on this i, I like the match it was it's about
1: what i i did expect you know i, I, I did not really expect i to survive this match i thought a guy like duke hudson there's no way that wwe or nxt would not uh give him a chance to to advance he just you know the look everything else he has it as much as i, I like how different i hero is i just don't uh, it just it didn't Everything just pointed to Duke winning this match, and I love Baird calling this match because I I agree with him. Hudson definitely reminds me of Baird in a lot of ways, and it's funny him using that move uh, with uh, Baird right there. And I think uh, even uh, i trying what uh, uh Vic, yeah, I think Vic even said the winds of change uh, he, he transitioned while using the winds of change. I really liked it, uh, you know, so as a Barrett fan. So that was cool. So, yeah, I like Duke Hudson and I thought this match was pretty good, you know, for a first round match. It was quick. It wasn't, uh, uh, you know, um, too lengthy. So I, I liked it. It, w- it wasn't even a, really a, it, I guess you could say it was a squash, but it was just, like I said, one of those expected things. Uh, but I liked it.
0: Yeah, well, I, I should say uh – Actually, as well, Vic Joseph and Wade Barrett. I mean, second only behind us when it comes to NXT stuff because they were doing the (laughs) Tina Turner lyrics of what love's got to do with it as well, which actually did make me laugh during the show. I like Duke, uh, even though he does sound, you know, Duke Hudson sounds like Clint Eastwood played him in the Western (laughs) back in the day. Um, yes. Yeah, you know, but <laughs> hey, uh, I like Joe's gimmick and has potential as well And then Pete Dunn said, "I don't care who wins tonight." But he's always so happy. Pete Dunn. He said, "I don't care who wins tonight." Find i ask him who the man is around here. Find Cross and ask him about the triangle choke. He has no answers. I'm the baddest man here. Uh, Tim Fatcher interrupts them, well, which is it? Does it. Who's asking? So I the jumper runs out to April with Pete Dunn and Lorcan to take us to the commercial break. And then we're back. Casey Katzawa and Caden Carter versus Jesse Kamir and Aaliyah, or Nymph. And Kamir showed off her size and power early, but Aaliyah could not keep the momentum going. Caden Carter and Casey took over the action and hit the signature tag team finisher for the win. Um, thoughts on this? Aaliyah never wins. But then we see Robert Stone put Aaliyah back to her feet and she slaps him. What's wrong with you, Aaliyah? And she says, I help you more than you've helped me. I've done more for you than anyone. She gives another slap that like, sends him flying across the ring and lays him with her fists and knees. Stone tries to crawl away. She hits a running kick to the gut, kick to the <laughs> head and jumps on. and to celebrate She blows the light and the crowd a kiss and leaves on her own. Uh, I think that's the end of this team. And here comes Frankie Monet to rub salt in the wound. She gets right out to Jesse Kamara and Kamara leaves with face face off and just says, just go. Just go. Um, <laughs> Good old nymph, eh? Fair play to her. She finally got a moment in NXT.
1: Oh man, I, I must say, as much as hell did I, I feel like I give her <laughs> with every appearance. It was it was kinda cool to see her have that moment and have a, have the crowd behind her. And you know, you could tell that she even enjoyed I think she even did like a really happy, like little small jump before she exited <laughs> the ring. Like she was, she was literally you could tell she was visibly uh, excited by that by that reaction, like she couldn't even believe it in a way. Like it was it was cool, a very very cool moment for her. And I I, I had to give her props. It was executed well, even you know even though that you know they they lost again. I must say I was very very I was kind of confused by the end though, like with uh, Frankie. Yeah, I understood she was taking Jesse, but with Robert Stone following him <laughs> alone, I was like, "Oh, so she's taking both of them? Like, just like what's going on? Like, is he just he told her to just go, but he followed? So I was just I was confused, but yeah, uh, it, it worked out. I thought the segment was cool. Uh, honestly, this is one thing I will say, she said she helped out Robert Stone more than he helped her. I think neither one of them helped each other at all. <laughs> there we go. <laughs>
0: well was about to say it's like with the Robert Stone thing. It's like the girl who dumps you and you just follow her around watching her with a new partner. I <laughs> Robert <laughs> Stone's going to be like, right. nice. remember the good days we had together. Anyway, Samoa Joe's backstage to talk to the way, protect yourself at all times, and two obey my commands at all time. Gala says, all you got to do is count to three, I'll handle the rest. They offer him a free T-shirt and a chance to hang out. He gays, <laughs> so <laughs> disgusted and leaves. But then Pete Dunn stops Joe, going to call stairs a hole in him. And then we go to commercial he back. He shrugged. Don't forget that shrug. He shrugged. I mean, <laughs> mate, that match, I cannot wait. Anyway, and all they've done is stare at each other. That's right. what I love about it, of going, they've four weeks of build, what have they done? Well, they've stared for now. But you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know it's coming. Well, Grimes is lounging by the pool with a drink and I said I'd be a butler, but I'm also a millionaire and I know how to delegate. Good job, kid. You had a kid mowing the lawn for him. Knight says, when I demand you to do it, you do it, not some kid. The kid comes over and says the job's all done. Grimes tries to pay him $500. Knight won't let him and knocks the money out of Grimes' hand. The kid kicks Knight in the leg while Grimes tries to clean up the spilled money with the kid's rake. He bumps the injured Knight into the pool. Knight's butters, you did that on purpose. Grimes says, can I get you a towel, sir? All, all LLA Knight needs to do was when he fell into pool was to go, oh
1: boy! <laughs> 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 oh my goodness that's a great yeah it was it was perfect i love this segment it was really really good you know i, I love that dynamic i think they're even noticing how good or how much chemistry night and grime seem to have with each other they play off each other really well so far uh and, and i just i can't wait to see what else happens like it's just almost a weekly like it's just like you just said like you're just looking for the what what happened what's happening next? what hijinks is the Butler version of Grimes going to uh, get up to next week? I can't wait to see what happens next. And I think they, they do a really good job of playing off each other. And it showed in those vignettes uh, on NXT this past
0: week. Without that, well, we see Cole headed to the ring where he was done with variety. He talked to Smojo by saying no one, including the spish- uh, submissions, Smissions, was bound up to face him. Bronson re arrived to body check Cole out of the ring. Uh, and said that this is his golden opportunity to face him. And Joe glared down Cole on his way to the ring to prepare for the main event. Uh, so Bronson Reed looked like he was going to be called up, but he's got a match with Adam Cole. Does that make a lot of sense for now?
1: Uh, yeah, it does not make too much sense to me. And it also, I didn't, I also didn't, I get it, but I didn't really like him. Uh, kind of like, kind of shrugging off losing the belt and saying, ah. But you're Adam Cole, you're my golden opportunity. Well, how much did that North American title actually mean then if fighting Adam Cole can be more? And maybe that mean maybe he meant golden opportunity to get back on the right track. But you know what I mean? It still kind of sends like, uh, okay, all right. Then again, I don't like him not chasing swerve after it either. So it just shows that, you know, they didn't really know, they don't really know what to do with, with uh, him because of the call up possibility. And, you know, Uh, But I I think him and Aaron Cole will have a. nothing I know with those two. They will have a really good match. So, I mean, that's a good thing that we can get out of it. But, yeah, it didn't really make a lot of sense uh, at all.
0: Now, well, Frankie Monet is now leading Robert Stone and Jessica Mira around like they're puppies. Uh, She says she doesn't (laughs) worry about Elira anymore. Mandy Rose walks up, looks like Robert Stone brand is under new management. And now the main event time, the NXT title and it's carrying across the champ versus Johnny Gargano, called special guest referee Samoa Joe. And of course, you'd always follow the rules. Uh, Johnny Wrestling attacked the NXT champion for the bell. So, submission specialist ran it as the two would not stop. They battled to the outside, but Cross flammed hard against the announce table. The crowd was behind Johnny Wrestling as he attempted to rally, but Scarlett seemed to give the champion more resilience. Gagano sent Cross hard into the barricade to set one final beat, but a tight holder planted him with a series of suplexes. Rolling through the pain, Gagano looked to the Gagano escape, but Cross powered him up into a cross jacket. The challenger barely made the ropes, and Joe had to pull Cross away. The champion attempted to smash Gagano but his still stairs, as Joe again... Got in the way as Cross and Joe argued, going to hit suicide dive into a DDT, followed by a one final beat for a near fall. Cross, back, back with rolling elbow to the back of the head, a trio of power bombs and a doomsday Saito. A second roll of the elbow ended it. Um, and as Joe, well, first off, what were your thoughts on that matchup before we get to right. the kind of golden bit? Uh, <laughs> because Cross looked like an absolute killer in that
1: Oh, my goodness. I think... Gargano is an absolute genius. Yeah, and the only reason why I continue to say that is because the way all, if you look at how his matches are put together, it makes like just take into consideration the story going into the match and then you watch the match. Gargano just weaves perfection. And I'm not trying to say that Cross didn't have much to do with it, but making Cross look the way he made him look in this match was perfect and it went right in line with the story that they were telling, you know, and Johnny Gargano is the perfect size for Cross to just look incredibly strong or to look just like someone who's just exactly what his name used to be, an absolute killer. And I think this match was really, really good. I, I love what both guys did, but it just again, who's the common thread in matches where you're just like, man, I love what they did, athletic-wise and story-wise. And Gargano seems to be pretty much an almost a lot of those matches. So as much as I love what Cross did in this match too, I think Gargano's selling and the the spot selection that they use and how it just it, they played off each other perfectly. And Gargano still had moments where I thought he could actually shock us. It, you know, even though at the end of the day I think you can already kind of feel that Cross's reign wouldn't end here. Uh so uh but and again, it was cool. I really loved the match. And uh, man, Gargano I, just,
0: I can't say enough about him. No, but like I said, my love for Johnny knows no bad. So, you know, it's just unbelievable. And Cross is, I mean, I've been watching NXT since it very first started. And Cross is the most dominant NXT champion. Obviously, yeah. Oscar, you know, you could argue with of that. Course. But for male champion, no one has come close to Cross. You even see it the way, you know, it was easy for him in a way against Gagano in yeah. the end. You know, and, and that's what we've seen. But then... As Joe uh, lifted the arm of Karrion Cross and handed him the NXT Championship belt in celebration, he had a little bit of argu- argument. Scarlet got between them, and as Joe walked off, Karrion Cross attacked him from behind, locked in the cross jacket, <laughs> making the NXT enforcer pass out. In a visual that like, you, know, uh, you know, you talk about a picture can tell a thousand words. Yeah. And like you say, when we started this podcast, when we started the NXT Update five episodes ago, and Samoa Joe debuted, or re, you know, came back as the enforcer, and now five weeks later, we're getting this moment. The R.O. as the kind of general manager and enforcer anymore. I mean, he's not going to be that when he looks for retribution. No this, this sets up so much, doesn't it, you know?
1: Oh, yes. He finally, you know, it's enough. You know, it, it, like you said, everything that we've been talking about throughout this episode right here, of like the stare downs and the, the stuff with Adam Cole, because Adam Cole still had things to say about Joe in his promo uh, before re-interrupted, you know, and then you have uh, the, the elements, of course, with Cross here, you know, there's no way that he can just be an enforcer now. He has to get reinstated as a performer and it just sets up dream matches. And I, I can't wait to see what happens with some more of Joe's involvement. And like you said, the picture, the imagery of Cross, Choking out the guy who cho- who's known for choking out guys, choking out you know some more Joe with you know, the cross jacket looking so similar to the clutch is just a perfect element also that because you know how many people can say they put some more Joe to sleep, you know it's just it's great it's a great I just love how much it's just a great starting point for a lot of possible special encounters coming uh, you know down the line and also I have to say this too. Carrying cross, it's again little things. While he choking out some more Joe, the little things he was saying like, "Come on, Joe, yeah, you know." All, I just, I love it. I love the the trash talk because again, how many people have ever had some more Joe in that position throughout his career? Not many, you know. And uh, it, it's just, oh man, it was beautiful, beautiful stuff. Man. And I, and like you said, it sets up so much, and that's the best part about it that the the it, we have endless possibilities for what some more Joe. Could be doing uh, and what you know his and
0: who his involvement will be with without a doubt you know and I think it's incredible now before we wrap up with a couple of questions we always ask which is a bit of news Nymph has been traded for Mandy Rose I don't know who won in that trade um, <laughs> but question I always ask you <laughs> I don't know what are your thoughts on NXT this month we've just watched five episodes of course the Great American Bash involved what have, what have you thought of it is it as good as it ever has been because I think this month. It's shown, you know?
1: Oh yeah, I think especially in a lot of the storytelling with the grimes and uh and uh night stuff with with what like you said, what with crossing the with bringing some more Joe back. I think they're 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 really hitting their stride, especially in a storytelling element. Maybe it may not be the same level of in-ring work consistently that we're used to, and maybe it's not everything don't make the same amount of sense as it has. Uh, like because like I said if you want to say it's falling off a little bit than what was going on maybe you know la uh, you know toward the end of last year or like earlier this year I, maybe I can understand it but I think there's a lot of good around those you know faults that we can find and I've really been enjoying NXt it's been interesting uh to keep up with this you know as, as as I've heard people call wrestling those male soap opera i I have to catch my story every week and I think NXt gives me a good fix and I always Another thing, they always have me like, OK, I can't wait to see what happens next week. They do, they're they really good at that in their main events, making you be like, wow, OK, what's going to happen next
0: week? The thing is, as well, about the Update and one of the reasons we've done it for this amount of time that we have is, is yes, week in, week out is sometimes good, you know, because you want to review it or look at it straight away. But it's when you can isolate and put it into like a four or five month, you know, capsule, so to speak, and look at what happened there. And it's weird, like you said, from the last in your house to up until now, because we know the next month of NXT is going to be completely different because of what happened finishing on this show. So right. it, kind of, it, it sets it up as well. Because you're thinking like, well, what are our hopes for next month, you know? And like I said, we're, we're four episodes to go from where we were last time around, like I said, anything could literally happen now, you know?
1: Exactly, and I think anytime so far, and just like I said, what why do we what do we love the most? Like sometimes I look back at Attitude Era times, and I like you know it's some stuff that maybe that was it's, it's definitely some great stuff, but it's also some stuff that hasn't aged too well. But the number one thing in my opinion that people love and and what they crave in their wrestling is that element of anything being possible. And I think NXT does a really good job of always making you be like, okay. It's like yeah, this is this is a possibility. Ooh, I can't wait to see what happens here. Oh man, can we possibly get this match? And then the dream match capabilities—they have a great job of doing that too, of just you know scratching that itch of possible combinations that you can get with their roster. So yeah, I, I think NXT is really doing good. They they and, and also with what they have to work with, like we talked about the main roster taking talent, you know, and you never really know who's gonna be there, who's not. You know who's gonna come down from the main roster and answer that element also helps out NXT in my opinion as a production because like I said, it's that element of like, okay, I'm watching NXT. What was you know what's what's gonna surprise me this week or what's gonna happen like every you know even the squash matches you have to pay attention to like I don't know this person but hold up they can shock a uh, Tony Storm like like we had a few weeks ago, a few months ago or whatever you know now so like I just love that element the most about NXT and that's what keeps me coming back.
0: And they make these updates very, very fun. Without a doubt. Well, I tell you what, it's been brilliant again to have you on for this month. My only hope for next month, I don't have many, but my only hope for next month's NXT update when we watch it is that visual of Cross choking out Samoa Joe reversed. Oh, man. That's what I want to see. You know, the lights going out in Cross and Joe going you're my bitch now. Like (laughs) that. That give me all the money in the world, um, and hopefully there should be a takeover announcement as well by the time we do our next NXT update, which is always good as well, isn't it? You know.
1: Of course, always looking forward to takeovers. One of the best track records that you could possibly have is NXT takeovers, and finally getting a, getting a, another some, some more Joe takeover. Maybe his first match back in the company could be at the next takeover. Man, I'm I'm already you know salivating at the mouth, kind of you know thinking about it. <laughs>
0: Well without well, well, a doubt And if on the WNR Podcast If you're listening And wondering what's going to happen Of course me and Monty Will take you along that journey as well uh, And of course you know We will do this every month But that is it for now Don't forget across all social media Twitter at the WNR Podcast I'm at the WNRJR Monty why don't you tell the people Where they can find you
1: Alright you can find me on Twitter At MindMontyPod So M-O-N-T-Y You know mind MindMontyPod uh, That's my Twitter handle, So, you know, follow me. I, I'm going to get back in the game. I, I recently completed a move. So I'm going to get back in the game of, you know, live tweeting during these shows. I'm always, I'm always having fun. Every time I, I did recently live tweet during the uh, fans returning for SmackDown. So I'm going to try to do my best to be on point, you know, maybe even starting with money in the bank soon. So who knows? Uh, but either way it goes, uh, that's where you'll find me. And I appreciate all the support. And I thank you again as I always do, James, for allowing me to uh, express my NXT opinions on your platform, I appreciate this. This is always fun, and uh, yeah, I love the WR podcast.
0: Well, mate, I'll say it's always a pleasure and never a chore, is it? Apart from the outro, because the WR also on Facebook and Instagram, of course, all Google platforms. Send us an email at <laughs> WR podcast at gmail dot com and YouTube on the podcast we have all latest clips and podcasts at the same time on YouTube as you do SoundCloud on your phone also Spotify and iTunes we can download subscribe rate and review there so that is that but like I said it's always fun especially with anything else going on in the world it makes us just have a laugh and forget about everything for a a couple hours you know and that's what I always like about um, the NXT updates of course hopefully next time you'll be on the WNR will be August 14th which is our next update scheduled as well
1: that sounds good to me Uh, I can't wait to see What will be, what has happened since then? You know, that's the one thing I do love. Also, like you said, like looking at the arc of a few, of a good five-week window of of television. I can't wait to see where we go from here now by August. It's going to be fun.
0: The next time the W R S podcast show is going to be Money in the Bank with Jaxi. But until then, I have been James Rollins, and I was joined by the fantastic Monty again. Thank you very much for joining me here on this show. No problem. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Adios.